0: Manium.
1: Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday, the eighteenth of May, twenty thirteen. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. Yeah.
0: Zachary <laughs> Melges. He pointed at himself. That was even more ridiculous. <laughs> pointing. <at the>
1: <laughs> I <asked him> to... <laughs> You can see I'm doing pointing motions. You can't see because you're listening. No. But you might be able to you see. Can you feel can... the pointing. You can pointing. feel it in your mind. <laughs> now I'm pointing at you. This is
2: <laughs> sort of, sort of. Pointing to a mic coming point. at you point in a random mirror. direction <laughs> now I'm pointing at lights <laughs> do, do I need to try and give the sense of oppression in the audio mix somehow like that a point has is a point yeah a point is kind of <laughs> a point is hella repressive it? yeah it's just like Ugh. it's rude to point well, intimidating
0: they maybe. say it's rude to point intimidating I don't, know I don't even know about that the- I, it depends there's a lot more context than just the finger being aimed at you to determining the like
2: emotional response you should have to being pointed the at. pointed <laughs> know, it's somewhat like if you just had a picture of being pointed at somewhat intimidating without context but oh, you mean kitchener mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I want you to like what sit what you're yeah, that had his face and shit It's like even the the lottery Possibly. finger is kind of intimidating, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's... that's maybe intimidating for a different reasons. It's like giant every video. <laughs>
1: <Ew. laughs> yeah, that would be scary if that really happened. <laughs> a giant <laughs> clown finger comes along and goes in a deep, bassy voice. You should be like, get out of the way, get out of the way. It's going to crush me. <laughs> Red smear on the floor. Man, do they still use that in
0: adverts? Probably not no. for the last 20 <laughs> well, years. Like, well, the, really. the lottery adverts, even like that, they just do
2: adverts for the Euro millions. Really, that's the only thing they advertise for the lottery. not, Or scratch yeah. cards. I yeah, scratch cards mostly get TV ads now. They don't bother advertising for the main yeah, draw. Commentary. No, because the the shows get adverts on BBC. If you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Why is that it's even you on? You need BBC? to win it. I don't know because it was <laughs> from the start, and they've just kept it. I guess, and no one else cares. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the BBC, but well, the BBC probably gets a bit of funding from the lottery to do it. You know, they. Oh yeah, I lottery. doubt the. Um, you know, well, the BBC might pay for the the show element to it I guess but the actual draw studio is probably all lottery funded but. Mm, you think so I we'll hope so Who
3: knows? Or, or maybe it's
2: like part of the contract where they get some lottery grant or something or part of the lottery funding schemes just goes into the beeb if they're hosting it maybe maybe Indeed, not. someone's got to pay for Nick Knowles so pointing <laughs> <my sake>, then <laughs> Do you point with your, with your thumb out like a gun? Oh, are you a gun pointer? Or, or are you just a normal point? I'm a normal point. Mm. I'm an Alan Sugar point. I don't Ay. know. I don't point at
0: things <laughs> regularly enough to notice. Do you not do that? Do you not do it now? Because then like, you're thinking about yeah,
2: it. Yeah, true. <laughs> corrupting the data. I suppose you. you, you don't, yeah, I don't. You don't often give someone the guns. <laughs> well, you don't give <laughs> someone the guns as in with the gun motions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you've got a little recoil on your hand. Very yeah, important. to have the kickback. <laughs> Why? I mean, could they design a gun where the pivot was was in a different place so it didn't do the so recoil in the same way? Yeah, but that,
0: that's actually probably the best recoil you can get because if it was like directly along your arm, you just like
2: break, yourself, break your <laughs> break arm. your arm every time you shoot. Yeah, that's it. true. Well, that's only mm-hmm. in pistols, isn't it? Because rifles will just be... shoulder. Well, yeah, a, a horizontal motion as opposed to a pivoted action. <laughs>
1: they still they still go up, though, a bit, though, don't they? Yeah, a bit
2: muzzle climb, I it's, it's because of the, like, the force will be that your experience is coming from the muzzle. And because, yeah, you're holding it along yeah. the centre of mass or, of the gun. I, I don't know why yes. that is, because presumably the explosion's happening quite near to you, but the actual yeah, but then, kick comes from the muzzle. Because that's where the gas comes out. Yeah, probably. That's where the actual force happens.
1: But you'd think maybe they could mu- design the, the muzzle brake so that it directed the the uh, gas in such a way that it evened out the forces a bit more. I'm sure they thought of these things. Yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: but still... But they mean, do, I mean, they do for, like... Or is that what the... Like, like, the, like, the uber sniper rifles and shit. Right? is that something yeah, like the Barrett or whatever? Yeah, the Perl. not meant to say that. <laughs> Copyright. <Can't be> <laughs> not allowed to... You're, they, they're, apparently they're super protective. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. That specific one. yeah. That I already M82. said no, I'm not say it again. Yeah. Oh, you did it. You're allowed to say M82. That's not their term. It's the US military term. Did we already do this news last week? I can't remember. I don't no. think so. <laughs> EA are no longer paying for the rights to guns, but they're going to keep using them until someone stops them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, that's right. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> that's EA, right? Yeah. So, not Call of Duty guns. Well, guys.
2: Battlefield, so. Yeah, Battlefield,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's,
2: that's all licensed, isn't it? Or you know, Battlefield may have been maybe the last time they licensed them at this rate. Well, they
1: already had trouble in Battlefield on a helicopter uh shape didn't they like some happened like bell or whatever sued them
2: for using a black hawk shape it's like well Or back in battlefield 2 you mean or? Mm,
1: i don't know if it was too because that's
2: the first one that started having that yeah well, it was black hawkish <laughs> is what I mean? well, well it is it totally is a black hawk, yeah for example, it's it's I don't supposed know it, to be
1: i guess exactly i don't know if it was the black hawk or the cobra or whatever's in mm. battlefield why look at in battlefield that uh, well, are two or three or yeah. or the other ones there's all kinds
0: of. There's there, like. There is a Black Hawk. There is. One. Yeah, there's a Black Hawk. There's a. There's the small scout helicopter with the with the boldest cal- cal- oh, guess Oh, the little bird. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And then and then in two there was Cobra, wasn't there? That was the combat helicopter for the
2: Americans. Yeah, the assault helicopter. So, the new one's more Apache-like, isn't it? The yeah. one in three. It is an Apache. I'm Probably. not. I, I can't. I can't be sure. It look. It, it's. I don't think it's got quite such the ridiculous. Uh, the rotors are very. I think of the most, like, you know, the way the rotor stem works on an Apache is pretty, you know, that's how I, where my familiarity of it lies. And it's sort of similar, but I'm not sure it's quite the same. So okay. It might not be an Apache, but... you
3: have to check.
2: I don't know. I don't pay that much attention. it's like, all I see is the smoke <laughs> and the missiles coming at me. And yeah, think, oh, we don't pay attention to helicopters because we can't do anything with them or about uh, them. <laughs> I'm rubbish at flying them. I'm rubbish at, rubbish at avoiding the damage coming from them. So it's like... I'm okay. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if the if the helicopter pilots any good, then I'm still screwed. Mm. I've always wanted to be able to fly the chop as well in that game. I just can't for some reason. It's because it? there's no chance to practice. That's the problem. Yeah, true. If you're bad, you just get shot. It seems <laughs> and easier. Then you're done. Picking up the jets seems easier. You're, or, 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 as I say, picking up the jets for completely pointless reasons and just shooting other jets. Yeah, it's <laughs> they're not really helping the battle. <laughs> At least it lets you unlock stuff
0: eventually. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's a shame, really, because uh, back in 1942, you could be really effective at bombing tanks in the the, the
2: must- Well, some people are. Yeah, that happens. You know, People will go air to ground with the jets. I just It's really, really
0: difficult. It's because it's a straight choice. It's like if you go air to ground, you don't have air to air. <laughs> oh, so you can't defend yourself? Yeah. Well,
2: you have a gun... Yeah but no one
0: uses the gun
2: ever for anything Oh I do <laughs> No it's because you didn't have any other unlocks at that. No point. but even, even with the heat seekers the gun is still pretty effective Well for following up yeah
0: I mean if you're already basically tracking someone you might as well get
2: the extra damage of shooting bullets at them as well as yourselves. Yeah. I mean it doesn't take a lot to put someone in a fire state Yeah But yeah or, I, I used or, to,
0: before I had any unlocks with the gun, I used to shoot the shoot ground forces with the
2: gun. <laughs> That's yeah. dumb. I got a couple of infantry kills. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like, it's so random though. You're travelling way too fast and the guys are too small to see most of the time. And it's a, uh, you know, and you do bugger all against vehicles. Yeah. Even though it should be tons of damage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it should. Even with the death dart minigun. It's
1: <laughs> a shame there's no A-10. That, that was is fun. In, is there?
2: On the flash on on maps.
1: On Russian maps, well, that gun must be insane Oh, Yes,
0: yes, no, there is. Yeah, It is. Yeah. If you, if you, if the A ten pilot is good, that can right fuck up all the vehicles on the map. But the trouble is, it's like both teams have one All right. the Russian A ten equivalent. So most of the time, they just start having an air to air battle, and it's completely irrelevant on the ground
2: because they they're not doing anything. Right, <laughs> and the choppers on that level as well, aren't they? And it's easier to take out an A ten with choppers. Uh, I can't remember because well, the, the A10 travels slower well yeah so it's like the chopper the just locks you but if it has it well, yeah, yeah which oh. I think they plan for <laughs> on that level Anyway, Battlefield Three. We haven't played that in ages. Yeah, so why the hell are we? We probably should go and play. <laughs> we, I, like, I've only played it once since I got my new graphics card, and to test like, it. Yeah. yeah, to try it out. And it's like we should really play that more. Now I can play it. Like <laughs> you can have a frame rate. Yeah. Like, in and like, details, far higher quality, and it's still like there are still some levels where the HDR lighting is so extreme where you can't see people in buildings, but that might be but that's not sort with of Yeah. Yeah, like real life. It's kind of annoying. But, but damn, that game's still a looker. <laughs> Still frustrating. So how are you gonna what are we doing, Deb? Because you said you were changing the format. Oh, uh, I right? was
1: gonna yeah, I was gonna start with how what you've been playing, but you jumped straight into news. I yeah, oh yeah, yeah, discovered that
2: plan casually. Thereby
1: trampling my plan.
2: You uh, well I suppose if we like just going slightly more random in how we lay this out, then I can say news more often. So that's <laughs> <laughs> News! We could punctuate with news. I think I'm not yeah, well, what sort of like like interspersed with relevant news in our know, gaming like discussions.
0: I'm not sure if there's. Uh, I'm not sure most of my gaming discussions has
2: direct links to relevant news most of the time. Well, we should say on EA maybe for now because there's the big news, I suppose. News of oh, uh, of, of this week was uh, um, EA owning all the rights. To, well, not owning, but having all the rights to Star Wars. Right, all of them. Yeah, they're going to make all the Star Wars games from now on.
1: Not all of them. They can't make the films. But
2: well, all the games, <laughs> okay. So every every, nice every games. Yeah, every okay. game is now that can be produced all go through EA. Even um, the
1: um, who makes the Telltale? Telltale? What am I talking
2: about? Yeah, I tell mean, Traveller's
1: Tales. The the. Or um...
2: well, the Lego ones? <laughs> yeah. Is that um, EA. I don't know who publishes that actually. Hmm. Um, yeah. hmm. Anyway, that would I can find through. out. I have a Lego Harry Potter behind us.
0: It's very convenient having to stand up and go look at uh, a box. It's Warner Brothers.
2: Oh yeah. Ah, of course.
1: Well, there you go. So well, well that that's
2: in fairness, Lego we haven't seen a Lego Star Wars game for a while. That's true. And it's yeah. like they pro- Warner Brothers and Lucas probably Joint published that maybe, but yeah, maybe they're done with the Lego on the yeah. Well, what else would they do, Lego Star Wars, unless they wanted to do the new? Well, did films. they do
1: all of the films? Yeah, they yeah, did they did everything.
2: What, like in all- old
0: the- and new trilogy, yeah. Well, yeah. But- they they did them as like three films in one game, didn't they? Yeah, they did.
2: They sort of did a yeah. couple of Lego Star Wars games on their own, and then said, "Script, we'll do a trilogy version." They even did some like ones based on the stupid Clone Wars cartoon. I think that makes oh.
1: sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did a bunch of crap. I think they're probably done with Star Wars. Yeah they're making their crazy well they've
2: they they run out of film tie-in ideas that kind of work so we're trying yeah.
0: to well everyone's just waiting for the new films and then we can start making games again yeah that's true so anyway <laughs> EA and Star Wars games so obviously all you oh. care about is DICE doing Star
2: Wars Battlefield and Batman Criterion 4. doing Podraiser <laughs> where's all all sorts of <laughs> The tie-ins are getting a bit nuts now on the film front, because, like, was it the, na- the next Scribblenauts game is Scribblenauts in the DC universe? I wasn't clear whether that was
0: a game or not, or whether that was just going to be DLC. Yeah,
2: I suppose you're supposed to right. It could be either, <laughs> but I don't, either way, it's happening. Yeah. It's all... Didn't
1: they get in trouble for using Yanka or something? Yeah, sure. they
2: did, well, it was, it was yeah a couple of the... Cat things or some of the memes. Oh, keyboard cat. Yeah, cat! Yeah, keyboard cat. Yeah, a couple of the memes in the game. They're like, we didn't, you didn't ask to use this, and it's like, I don't think anyone on not. the internet asked to have it. <laughs> it's thing. like we were, sub- we were subjected to this. <laughs> that's True. <laughs>
1: Criterion doing Bon Yeah, that's not going to happen, but be awesome. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> that would be totally awesome. <laughs> or like they could get. No, I don't know. It's a shame. They, they they should just buy everyone from Studio Liverpool that are now redundant from making wipeout and just get them to make podracer.
2: That'd be that'd also awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: We could do game ideas.
1: Well, the trouble with
2: Podracer is... <laughs> we
1: could do game ideas. Right. Yeah, no, that's great. We have, have game, game
2: ideas. That was what we did in yeah. the 90s. This is this is the pitch. That's true. Like, we're, we're the ultimate game pitchers here. And it's like the rest of the team could just follow up. We just say, hey, get the Wipeout guys to make Podracer. Sort I don't it.
0: think either get the Wipeout guys or the Crazy guys to make Podracer is actually a very difficult idea to come up with. No. <laughs> no,
2: but, no, but they haven't, and we did it.
1: You don't know, they haven't. No, maybe they haven't. The yeah, maybe they've been secretly
2: developing it all this time. No, yeah. no, I'm sure they'll be working. it will be several months before they settle on an idea for what to do with this. I'm sure before they even start. The trouble with there'll be games like the Star Trek game. That's what will happen. Yeah, crappy movie tie. The movie tie-ins are different though.
1: Yeah,
0: I guess because a- they're guaranteed and they don't need a specific studio of EA's
2: many studios. It's just like whoever. Mm, I suppose. Would they go down that route? Is the thing that's straight. Well, I mean, mean, (laughs) inevitably. But would they time Star Wars game releases with a film as opposed to ones that are perhaps directly tied, instead of ones that are tied to the movies directly, if you know what I mean? I don't think they'd time it. Well, it's like when the the last Prince of Persia game came out and they timed it in the movie Mm. to come out at the same time, despite the fact the two being pretty unrelated. And it's. Wow. I mean, I guess it is like save on
0: marketing budget or something, Mm -hmm. but. I expect they care that much about movie tie games,
2: and well, wait, or maybe Disney does nowadays. I don't know. Man, well, Disney and Sega still do those Iron Man games, which they haven't done for Iron Man three, thankfully, because the last two were guff. <laughs> you mean all of them? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, the, you know, the first two Iron Man games that Sega made were pretty awful, <laughs> despite having some cool ideas. Just bad execution, and um, you know, at least Sega kind of learnt. I guess let's not do that or maybe Disney didn't let them I don't know yeah
1: just think about how huge Disney is they've got Disney they've got all their stuff yeah and then they own Pixar yeah they mm. own Marvel all the superhero shit and they own Star Wars
2: <laughs> they have like the biggest stuff don't they yeah they? pretty much all of it except for Lord of the Rings which,
1: yeah it's
2: well, pretty big and they don't have Star Trek
1: no but you know it's pretty, they've got the director from Star Trek <laughs> yeah
2: yeah. Lens flare. How did that, how was that anyway? It's pretty good. I'm going to Mars. pretty so. good. Story is incredibly predictable. Right. Got it. So that's, that's the, I think that's the weakest part of the film. It's not can. as in. No. <laughs> Sorry. It's not as, in, yeah, it is Khan. Clearly as in, it's Khan. But it's, it's not as interesting as the first film in terms of what they change. Like the, in this film, like you know, they kind of by the numbers plot, but what they do twist with Khan, like for people that know anything about, I don't know, the memes or the or the actual, the, 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 the actual his, film, or you see yeah, anything like that. You know, they tweak some details just enough to make it. Oh, huh, I see what you did there. Okay, cool. It's like which is kind of nice. Um, some of it's kind of dumb, but because the thing oh, about crap lens flare and effects and IMAX 3D, like that's seriously good quality. 3d going on here really cool yeah like the the the, annoyingly the best scene in the film i think is the one at the opening which they've been trailing and you can pretty much just see whenever you want but but the 3d for it is incredible there's like some really good stuff going on there they do some really nice stuff with particle effects so the particles are always kind of around your face kind of stuff but the action (laughs) is still into the screen so you never have these big objects really that are Poking at you what about you know? the lens flare—is that in your? In There's a your lot of reality? lens flare. There's
1: a lot of, yeah, <laughs> lens flare. Lens that doesn't even flare. make sense in 3D, does it? Because
0: lens flare barely makes sense anyway. <laughs> in Any context? <laughs> it looks like obviously we're always looking for a camera, even when it's first person perspective,
2: because uh, that's how lens flare works. And I still think the uh, bridge looks too much like a trendy wine bar. With yeah. the, they even—they like, don't really disguise the fact that around the like uh, the circumference of the ceiling, I suppose, is a, is like halogen spotlight. I saw like, In the at, future everyone uses the lights that I power my kitchen with.
1: I saw a blog post uh, pointing pointing out all the readily available on the market today barcode scanners that were all over the bridge and charging oh, yeah, enterprise. Yeah, yeah, enterprise. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I noticed that. Like, I barcode scanners. I, I,
2: every... I thought they were like weird joysticks at first, but it's like oh no, you, you I could buy chips with that. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally barcode scanners. Awesome. Uh it's but it's, it's an enjoyable film. Cool. So it's, it, I, I okay. liked it anyway. So Star Wars. <laughs> that was the film news. Yeah.
1: I don't know what that means. It's pro- I mean, the EA are not doing well at the moment. Well, what is, the what
2: would we want to see? Like, what the, what we just said we it, didn't we? Well, know, apart from Podracer. You and know, what, what, well, Battlefront, I think, is a given. We'll probably see that. Well, the only one we know um, about
1: that ought to bloody happen is the Obsidian-pitched RPG set between yeah, Episode 3 and definitely. 4. I want to see that. I don't know if that... They haven't got nothing to do with EA, though, have they? I don't know. I guess and, they're and kind I'm of floating. i tie that with what happens the tree still? episode
0: 3 and 4, really.
1: Well, that's the question, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, what do we know at the moment that happens between 3 and 4? Quite a lot. I it? mean, it's the whole Empire thing, but... Yeah. Like- it's like, isn't that just a really boring... Well, the Rebel Alliance has walk... to
1: form and everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but that's just the
2: Rebels. That's not... oh, I don't know, it's, not, it's, a, it's an origin story. There's a,
1: there's a battle, isn't there a battle where they get the plans for the Death Star from the many Bothans died for this information <laughs> yeah, about ships? Okay. Uh, there's a fight
0: at some point.
1: Yeah, and there's those those fighters that we never see, the headhunters. Did, like did, did a line. lot of
0: shit go on in the moor uh, in between three and four, or is that later? Quite Possibly. Uh, the Sun Crusher after the f- no after six or was that uh, in after, the middle
1: no because you're only allowed to make canon um, <laughs> yeah I uh, know but... <laughs> universe after the end oh, of right. episode six with the only exception being Shadows of the Empire that that like mo- cross media tie in thing where they did a game do you remember that on the N sixty four and there was a book and that was set between. Two and three, between sorry, not two, five and six. Yeah, of course, sun afterwards because that's like the new Death Star, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and there were those world eater things as well. <laughs> oh, those, yeah. things, those giant things that like ate the planet while manufacturing Tie Star Fighters. of it. Which is <laughs> just really slow and retarded. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The sun crusher was basically the same as that ship in the first Star Trek that that spot. Yeah, it's
0: right? <laughs> exactly the same thing. Yeah what with red matter yeah, apart yeah. from it's um, some kind of torpedo I think yeah it's right some kind of
2: nuclear torpedo thing that blows up
1: suns which is exactly what happened with the red matter yeah. pretty much yeah <laughs> so that was like oh okay that's the same i would forgotten about that but it's true isn't it <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I don't know what happens, but they're not. You're not allowed to write books about it. That's no. why we don't know what's what really happened, and why they kept modifying the story and in 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 the, the prequels and just said, "Oh, let's just have the Death Star plans on this random Geonosian planet." Let, let's link that up. But I guess that no sort of
0: makes sense in some aspects. They,
1: yes. the, they have to
0: have they have to have had plans like in the works for quite a long time to design something that gigantic. I yeah, suppose. I guess
1: that's true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Although it was an entirely pointless aspect of the film. Right? Yeah, yeah. You already know where these plans end up, so there's yeah. not any kind of tension when they're chasing him. It's like, oh no, we've got to get the plans!
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I suppose if we were talking like tie-in games, like how the Hell, they did... You remember Phantom Menace, like the game that came out for that, that was kind of, I suppose like an early version of Force Unleashed in a way. Yeah. Um, the sort of like where you're just running around as a Jedi and attacking those droids with the shields. Whatever they were called. Droideka. <laughs> Droideka, yeah. or that what Destroyers. Or the,
1: Destroyer Droids,
2: yeah. Yeah, you know, I wonder if they'll take the, the 1313 tech that presumably they now have. Well, do they? And, oh, I and, guess well, they bought it. Yeah, uh, I guess. I don't know. Well, Disney probably would have links to that regardless. You know, they'd probably have some clause to say, whatever happens, we've got this. I guess. Um, so, yeah, you might have access to that. And you know, that's that, that kind unreal, of t- Is it? well, I but, don't know. Well, it's but presumably, like judging by the early footage, there's a lot of engine already there, you know, a lot of mechanical stuff already there. I guess perhaps they could lift relatively wholesale from the game to make even if it's not set in the whatever the 1313 setting was going to be. Well, um, it's going to be Coruscant,
1: isn't it? They don't yeah. need
2: engines, they have all of EA's engines. That but do you know what? No, I don't mean graphical engine, I mean like the mechanics. It's Even if it's running on Unreal. Well, we don't like, even know what mechanics there were at
0: that point, really. It was just well, like a, I don't know. it was a quick-time event sequence, basically, what they showed. We
2: don't know. But what I'm saying is that like, that seems fairly likely that if they have that, then they will, will see a game to that effect. Probably won't be 1313, but we'll probably see some stuff yeah. in a similar vein. Who knows? Star Wars is
1: a good universe for games, but there haven't been any good ones for a very long time. No. I mean... I mean the classic What well, the thing is what can I you know it seems obvious that even those like uh, space fighter sequences in in Halo Reach kind of there's there's definitely a console based kind of X-wing game possible.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see. Well, well, I just want to see so a that console. Be for then. Just
1: well, get one yeah.
0: of the Z95s out and but they won't <laughs> <might laughs> make
1: it because it just isn't a bankable no,
0: thing. It's so it's it's You'd take so little effort though. It's just like a space fighting game? That's, the assets are tiny because all you have to have is like a sky map and some ships.
2: <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> well, true. The, that's, that's the problem, make, though. But well, you don't have to make worlds and stuff like that. But uh, the, the you know the trick of a space fighting game is to make it you know the way things handle is you know to make it a good one as opposed to a bad one is actually quite an art. Definitely. Compare, what was it? Um, For every Free Space Two, there's a sort of. Well, yeah, because like I can't absolutely. think of many, but there was that project. Uh, was it Silphied or Slipheed? I yeah. don't know how you say it. It's probably the last one I can remember that was console space game. And, you know, for all its presentation-y stuff, it was, um, which was all right, it didn't play very well. And it's like, so, yeah. you know, they went to the effort of making actually quite a nice looking space game. Lots of lasers, <laughs> loads of lasers. It's and, but in actual fact, it kind of played kind of like crap, really. So it's definitely an art. Yeah. And you know, people don't really rate games like Star Lancer, which was like you know the more story-based version of Freelancer in a way. It's like, well, the more X-wing or Wing Commander style. Yeah. Uh, in that vein, actually, Freelancer would be great in the Star Wars universe
1: if you were like a bounty hunter dude, if you were yeah. like, a Han Solo type.
2: I <laughs> mean, I liked Wing Commander, like the early early Wing Commanders and Wing Commander Four especially. But they, oh no, Wing Commander Prophecy. Sorry, was my was was my one. But yeah. the, uh... but even even I will concede that the handling of that wasn't as nice as the Star Wars X-Rings. games yeah totally and, games ones yeah or um oh, no what's it called um, i Free Space Free yeah, Space yeah Free 2. Space yeah Which
1: yeah. You, know, you Space you, is you, Pink the classic class. That that's the like pinnacle of the genre really isn't it yeah think, Free Space 2 is still the best the X-Wing Alliance was alright it was just a bit weird story wise um but, uh, well unless we want, unless we see another game like Rogue Squadron. Well
0: it has to be another game like Rogue Squadron at this that's point, because genre. no one has joysticks any longer. So, so actual
1: PC versions don't work any longer. I don't know. I think you could play x wing with a, with a normal controller.
2: It'd probably be okay. And as we mentioned before, the Rogue Squadron games were pretty excellent. That's that's why that's the, yeah. that's why that hasn't been done again, because it was like
0: they had to, at that point, they had to come up with a a control scheme that works on controllers, and there was
1: bobbins since then, basically. <laughs> I guess the Halo Reach uh, sh- um, space combat was quite a lot like Rose Squadron 2. Really. Yeah, I guess, you know, in a simple kind of way. Yeah, it, yeah that was
2: okay. It, it didn't feel too bad.
1: I'm not saying it was great, but I'm no, just saying it was you know, incredibly there's, simple. But... There's potential for a full, full yeah, space I mean, combat. It can be gun. done,
2: but, but as I say, I, I, there's, there's something about the feel you need to get right, and space in. <laughs> combat inherently, well, historically, has been... The best ones have been the more complex ones. Yeah, that's true. And putting that complexity on a console is tough. Yeah, it's hard Um, to do. And you've got to somehow make your missions interesting, which is also tough in those games. It is tough to do. Yeah, maybe it won't. I don't know. (laughs) Although Free Space pulls that off pretty good.
1: The thing is, Star Wars has never been a good... Despite being a great world for games, it hasn't been that good for first-person shooters, which is the bankable kind of game.
2: Uh, but people talk about, was it one of the Jedi Knight games? Yeah. Quite, you know, one of the older ones. Jedi Knight itself. Like, Dark Forces 2. 2. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Jedi yeah. Knight. I, I never played it, but they talk about that fairly fondly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I have to see.
1: I mean, uh, at Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast or whatever, had a kind of a weird m- multiplayer following for its crazy lightsaber combat. Mm. Which was, if you could do something... The multiplayer was funny. Yeah.
2: I, I, actually that might have been the one experience I've had with that game actually was on a LAN of just lightsaber fights. Yeah. It was like i played it, it for like two to minutes because yeah. like, a LAN center happened to have it and it was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> Cause it had all the like different stances and like yeah. it was quite it was quite involved the, the lightsaber combat in that. So who knows? I mean you could do a like a Devil May Cry style game, but with a lightsaber.
2: Oh. Oh, <laughs> mean, that would <laughs> that would be so
0: good. <laughs> but then they'd be doing the classic mistake that everyone always does with
2: making lightsabers shitty.
0: <laughs> like, lightsabers are meant to be <laughs> the most powerful thing in the entire universe.
2: <laughs> but then... Oh, what, you mean, like, so they wouldn't be insta-kill if yeah, you made a game exactly. like that? what you
0: mean. Mm. It's like the whole point of Devil May Cry is juggling in combos. You can't do that with a lightsaber because you just kill everything.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's true, everything would just... But made. they have some form, don't they? Like, because they attempted that style of game with Dante's Inferno. Not that I can actually remember anything about that game. I mean, not. A, I don't even have an image in my mind of what it looked like in action. It's like that game just came and went. It died a horrible death and then went through the several layers of hell <laughs> of its namesake.
0: <laughs> and then the other trouble with lightsabers is that if you have lightsabers, then you would never really end up with vibrate swords. And fuck vibro swords! <laughs>
1: Well, Vibrary Swords are, only <laughs> exist because they needed something. <laughs> because they needed
0: something that can beat a lightsaber, yeah.
1: It's retarded. They don't beat lightsabers. Well, they equal lightsabers. Uh, they're, only, they're only in those Bioware games, aren't they? I mean, are they in the the universe? They're in... Are they in March of the Universe? I'm pretty sure they're in one of the films. Seriously? Yeah, don't, don't oh, doesn't yeah. General
0: Grievous have those yeah, the robots? Yeah, that's true. Those stupid
2: robots. I thought Grievous had lightsabers. No, he
0: does, but his robot allies—the ones with Have the cloaks—oh, yeah.
1: which is dumb, yeah. Because you get an extended sequence with those in um, the awesome Clone Wars cartoon, yeah. Not the CG one, which I've never the seen. Samurai Jack one, yeah. The Samurai Jack one—the the second season of that had longer episodes of like because the first season they were like five minutes each, or yeah. Something. And the second season there was like a fifteen-minute episode about how Grievous got. The uh, how he got fucked up and how he got yeah like, yeah well how shit. he got fucked up was in the first series I think yeah no 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 that's no that's how he got oh, all, right, this, yeah. all this all, all the the shit side. yeah <laughs> but yeah no it was how he got yeah but it was how he got the the emperor guy who wasn't the emperor at the time which is his face senate the Pal- what was he <laughs> yeah leader of the senate or whatever he was how he managed to it, kidnap him which was all part of his plan but yeah obviously there were jedi assigned to protect him and so it led up to the start of episode three where he's already captured and on the Mm -hmm. spaceship but that was cool because it had the crazy fibro sword dude not cool fibro swords are fucking (laughs)
0: retarded uh yeah that's
1: true that's true
0: (laughs) explain fibro swords It's basically they came up they because they have lightsabers in the Star Wars universe, but only Jedi are meant to be able to use lightsabers and make them because they have to do all this crystal alignment and shit using the force or whatever. So you have lightsabers which are, like, the ultimate weapon, but it, then you need enemies who can fight lightsabers, but they're not allowed to have lightsabers. So they came up with this stupid thing called a
1: vibrosword where, like, the blade vibrates it <laughs>
0: somehow manages to make it combat lightsabers so it can clash with them and shit. Oh. The,
1: the, the other reason for it was so that you could develop your melee skills in an RPG before you got to be a Jedi and yeah. a lightsaber. So it's like <laughs> well, you start yeah. off with a vibrosword and then you get... and then you. Eventually build a lightsaber
3: because
1: hmm. otherwise you'd be using blasters the whole time and you've got a sword and you've got no melee skills it's just like mm. oh, okay in fact and that would be quite weird playing just with blasters for ages although it works fine in in jedi knight but not in an rpg like like a kotor
2: my mind is just when you use blasters my mind is just like re- remembered a couple of the do you remember a couple of the gamecube era um star wars games that they made um cause they tried that fairly ill fated Boba Fett game. Oh yeah. At one point. But at, at pretty much the same time they did that tank combat game, like, I can't remember what it was called. Like based on the Clone Wars stuff. Right. Um that I seem to remember either you or your brother had and it was Tank Combat. Yeah, you like you like drove around in a like one of the hover tank things and you were having doing the fights from the vehicular side. It and I thought terrible. that was kinda cool. I don't remember that at all. No.
1: Was that like part like was some of the missions in like, no, no 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 it was the whole 3, game or? there was a whole game no, i don't remember
2: at all yeah i can't remember what it was called but
1: i i'm thinking of like the Star Fox game that had the tanks in now at this point what was that? So, Do you remember uh, that armada yeah that's the one no don't remember the star wars tank game um, yeah anyway so star wars has gone to ea and mm. they'll probably make some bad
2: games and one of They may t- make some good games you never know yes. it, You know, maybe this is a chance for EA to get its new IP on thinking that Star Wars. Well, I say new IP, but you know, they're getting their their actual new games on because they think Star Wars is a fairly bankable name anyway. That maybe they can experiment with it. I was just trying to think up a a
0: dumb game to sum up this segment so we could move on.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and I came up with Sim
0: (laughs)
3: Coruscant.
1: Oh man! There you go. That would be a
2: kind of cool add-on, actually. So, like, imagine be, the buildings, arcologies well, on every square. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> or you'd add a vertical level to the design somehow. It'd Be like outpost. Yeah, maybe. But it'd like, less br- br- or, you know, bridges or air routes. Yeah, like you know, not really. You have to like have roads where the like there'd be like hovering c- lights. Yeah,
0: cylinders where the cars go through the sky.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think that's. Their so cities are a bit small to yep. model Coruscant. They are a bit.
2: Given the size of a planet. <laughs> Has anything happened on SimCity patch news? <laughs> yes, and news!
0: it's dumb. 3.0, yep.
2: 4.0. They were just like, 2.0,
0: wait, this patch is terrible. 2.1, <laughs> oh, that didn't fix anything, 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> 3.0, okay. So how, what is the state? What's it like? What's, what's happened? What's, well, 3.0 fixed most of the stuff that 2.0 managed to break even worse. Right. So but they reverted, prob-
2: basically. Yeah,
0: and prom they. I mean, they fix some stuff better, but not as far as two was probably actually meant to fix it. So it's like it's more like
2: one point nine. Only now it's free. <laughs> so I said so it's essentially sort of, as you said, like should be it, using their naming scheme. Perhaps it's a two point two. No, well, uh, maybe. maybe but, uh, so they're calling it three yeah. yeah, but
0: it's basically it reverts two and does some of what 2.0 was meant to do so some stuff has actually been fixed have they fixed the bloody education thing that you no made? I went and tested that in fact they've actually managed to make it worse somehow <laughs> awesome because <laughs> before it was like the high school buses would come to your city and take the students out and then when they came back it was like you didn't get enough students from the high school buses so it, it gradually depopulated your city over time by taking away your students well now what happens is the high school buses never even come back <laughs> it just takes <laughs> all of your students <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome
0: <laughs> it's like how how does that even happen you imagine, it's like there must be a specific time where it triggers the event to create the high school buses on the return journey and now that just doesn't happen any longer <laughs> it's too bad that's wonderful
1: <laughs> don't they have some regression tests jesus anyway
0: and I, I went and I was reading some threads about it and then I realized that the, the, the actual you know the someone had realized and then I realized it was like this game works perfectly fine provided you're only playing one city. And it's like... And then for all the promise that the promises that they made about the region shit and how it was meant to let you do more than one city, none of that actually works. And it still hasn't. And every time they patch it, it's not got any better. They fix things inside the city, like the garbage truck problem or whatever. Hmm. It's like maybe you should think about patching the region stuff at some point so we can actually play this fucking game. Because <laughs> hmm. we can't you can only play one city at the moment. And if you as soon as you put another city in the region, everything just fucks up.
1: <laughs> remove the regions and quadruple the size of the cities. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they... they <laughs> Do both. They
0: can't really... Well, it's like... Fix it, the regions and quadruple the size. Well, it's still... The, if you still think that they're, you know, because of the simulation, they still can't really make the cities as big as you'd like so they still do need the region it's just like one is reliant on the other
2: <laughs> unfortunately but they really it's like maybe think about fixing the region in the next patch that'd well, be 4.0 didn't, didn't someone manage to like hack the game so you can just like so his version he could build outside of the city limitations yeah and you know it worked just fine well I mean you can only build roads
0: and things on, like, well I think he could zone really yeah but I mean, it doesn't really help right because you can't control it as well when it's outside the area. (laughs) No. But so, yeah, I mean, it's like... So so the simulation could deal with it. Well, no, because, I mean, there's still going to be a limit to how many people you can simulate before it stops working.
2: I guess. Get a bigger machine.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the problem. It needs some kind of... It needs either options with warnings, whereas, like, if you run it like this, your system might not be able to handle it, or it can just auto-detect
2: and... Tell you that your system can't handle it if you go up to this size. Why well, couldn't they doesn't it couldn't it just like more sparsely simulate as you go up? it already does that, that's mm. the trouble. Like, so what's wrong with carrying on? Like you know, perhaps they need a hybrid model of this if they if they're worried about the simulation taking up too much resources, which I'm not sure I believe. Then it's um, terrible you simulation. know, then you know, do a hybrid between an actor simulation and the old probabilistic models. Well, um, that and, is like a- combine the two to come up with hey, you know what? This is this is what the situation is. Well, that, that is what people have been saying that they should do, but they're not ever going to because
0: they're so so go-ho about their agents where it's like everything must be agents agents
2: well you know what now, that is kind of noble to stick to their plan but if it's like they just need to reduce the limits on it for systems that can handle it and maybe things are nicer yeah and for those that aren't handle it they need some kind of fallback well or just fine <laughs> give us a <laughs> Like, I, it's cause they, I mean it's though like they did specifically try and design for the low end, low yeah. end yeah. Which, which is a horrible mistake which is again noble but the simulation end you can't put a high end simulation engine on a low end platform they just or, or you
0: shouldn't if you're going to
2: design for low end you should make it so that it has some kind
0: of you shouldn't inherently limit everyone to the lowest possible denominator. That's just... If you know that you could probably run more, let it run more when it can.
2: I mean, I know it's a difficult balancing act because you kind of do, in software design, have to target the lowest denominator. like Because, you know, otherwise you have an inconsistent game. You support. can target them. I mean, you
0: don't... The idea that they I mean, put like, a hard limit on everyone without even having
2: options to have it extend. Yeah, I mean, I think you could quite easily say on oh, mine or your systems where we've got pretty meaty processes, and then, you know, you could quite easily expand the city size and I don't think it would be much of a problem. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the, I, I, you know, we talked about this before I think like, you know, it should perhaps be able to tell you, Hey, I don't think your system is going to be able to deal with something of this size, Yeah, you know, but you know, don't stop everyone from doing it. Just sort of, I don't know if that affects the region play potentially. Well, like so so since the if region's someone else pre-designed, then you should just be able to have a region which has mediums or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure everyone gets a large, everyone gets a medium, or yeah, or perhaps, the, perhaps there's just a spot and you can have a pick to do a small, medium, or large in that spot. And like, what I meant by that is like if someone else has a large, say, yeah. like how much your one is doing, presumably it wouldn't affect it too much. Well, it depends on
0: like how many commuters there are, I suppose. That might actually... If there's lots of guys, if their city has a larger population than everyone else's, and therefore there's just more people in the region, that might start Yeah, but then the surely cities. the
2: proportional simulations of what each one thing, one agent represents, then comes into play in your smaller town. Like, it, I, I can't, I don't need to simulate all of these guys. I just have one that represents 100 people, say. Well, considering um, how badly the region simulation works at the moment, anyway, that's always irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they it's obvious they could have done it better let's yep. just put it that way it's like i don't think it's i think the limit well a half of what they say about the limitations and stuff is at this point hard to trust because of all the other pr shit they've done yeah you
0: know <laughs> i saw i saw there was, a, there was a blog post on the official SimCity website where they've been doing like you know behind the scenes of the programming or where it shows you some of the agent simulation and it's like, this is how it works. And then everyone in the comments is like, why is it done like this? It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But there was was one post that I saw and the title of the post was Back from the Brink. And what is it? It's about some guy who played the SimCity game and his city got fucked up, and he recovered it. You recover. it's like, <laughs> don't use a title like that. Back for the brink means you fix the fucking game.
1: never <laughs> <laughs> gonna happen.
2: Hey, I've got a new segue. Yeah, from here that's conveniently noted. Remember brink, <laughs> right? Okay. What about it? Fuck brink. Well, yeah, fuck brink. Yeah. Like, but it, if looking back at it, you know, before it came out and before everyone played it. That game had some pretty nice ideas. Yeah. Especially like the like environmental moving around maneuver shit. Was, wow. that, was that Brink? That was Brink yeah. initially, yeah, until they sort of downplayed that in the final thing.
1: That was um, going to be cool.
2: But I was more impressed with the level, you know, the, the the element I'm targeting here was the level of customization and the level of character involvement and the level of, you know, that kind of element of the game was, was kind of where it was. Yeah, admittedly the actual shooting and the actual maps and the mechanics of it, not so great. Um, we didn't play it, so this is just you know second-hand information. But I thought you did play it. No, we didn't play Brink. Um, but Uber Entertainment have launched early access to their new product on Steam called Loadout. That seems to take the good elements of Brink and then putting it into a TF two style game. Yeah, so there's no essentially there's no guns. You have gun bits. And then you put them all together into weapons that you want and stuff like that, and it's all like kind of a
1: bit gearboxy. Yeah,
2: the kind of yeah, kind of stealing from the Borderlands playbook, but actually letting you build the guns rather than them just being made from like you know automatically made from these part libraries, I guess. Cool, Um, that's good. And you know, the graphical style, pretty TF, but with. I don't know. Somewhat, it looks a bit brutal, legendy in some of the like character designs. You know, the sort of like very top-heavy looking guys. Right. Um. But I don't know. Color me interested. Uber Entertainment have um, have had a track record. You know, being some <laughs> guy, well, Yeah. You know, so yeah, Monday Night Give Combat was pretty great. Super Monday Night Combat was well. You know, we went so, so happy on the Momoba route they went, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but it it was a you know it played fine. You know, I didn't really, you know, it's hard to fault it. It's just that, you know, it wasn't to our taste. Um, And this seems to like go slightly back on that, you know, back into the, it is going to be, it looks like it's going to be free to play. So it will still follow some of the super Monday night combat model and, you know, where the free to play elements come in, like, you know, perhaps buying gun bits or how the drop system work is still, still questionable, but you know, it looks pretty interesting. Yeah. So yeah, just times. wanted to put that out there. Uh, like you know, uh, finally a game I can be interested in on my radar. <laughs> really, are you? Uh... I was trying to think about it. It's like oh, it's not What's coming out. there's not much on that fussed about. It's because it the... into news that of a game that Rob
0: might care about. What? There's new Sonic stuff coming to the Wii U.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I do care about that. Was it Sonic Lost World or something? Yeah. Or Lost Worlds. Um, but yeah we- like Jurassic Park crossover yeah obviously I don't know Were you exclusive <laughs> oh yeah that
1: was the image they used on the joystick headline was like it Lost World a bunch of raptors and then there's Sonic and just, just with his uh, his finger the only
0: screen well the only image not even screenshot I guess yeah. of it that they released it had like a sphere world that had like hex
2: hex areas on it yeah.
0: yeah it's like
2: so now it's a 4X Sonic game
1: obviously oh sweet <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense
2: I don't know recent track record of Sonic games suggests that this could be great and it's on the Wii U so it's a Nintendo yeah however the theme- yeah theming not so sure about but yeah this was basically Sega have done a deal with Ninty to pull a couple because the other game they announced was another Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games <laughs> Winter um, Olympics oh Winter Olympics yeah <sighs> so presumably like- so it makes more sense to the Olympic Games it's like if there's snow Sonic probably can't run as fast <laughs> yeah <laughs> not that there's really running in the Winter Olympics but you know but you know, one more reason potentially for me to eventually get a Wii U and try try it. Yeah. Um. So the EA
1: people have been like <laughs> bitching about the Wii U. Like uh, some uh, product manager guy, uh, like senior dev guy in some studio, in some EA um studio, like um first party EA studio, was just tweeting just in the open about how. Very unprofessional, really saying the Wii U is rubbish, <laughs> basically, and why the hell they... and they sh- they should have done a Sega and like made all their stuff Zelda like an exclusive for the PS4 or some
2: shit. It's like but, like just just, just get you what you think Nintendo should just get out of hardware They'd, at this point. He did. I don't know. I mean, what you know, what do you think? I I kind of think that's a good idea. I think their mobile hardware could could continue. Yeah. No. No. I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying discontinue the 3ds and stuff like that, but I think as a main console player unless they're going to somehow pull another Wii out of the bag which you know what are they going to do to be mm-hmm. honest motion control you know where where can you go with motion controls that doesn't patent infringe on Kinect <laughs> at this point um, yeah I don't know I would love them to get out of hardware because then that means like their games become accessible I think their games would become accessible to a wider audience
1: possibly yeah
2: I can see the argument
1: Definitely. I mean, it, it kind of worked out okay for Sega, although they're not as big a deal as they were.
2: No, they're not. But you know, they have they have a few strong products that are keeping them going.
3: Yeah. I
2: mean, well, Sega, uh, Sega, I don't think really know what to do with their IPs other than play the nostalgia card and like either re-release or. Yeah. Um, I don't think Sega have many internal teams anymore. They've got like Sonic Team. They've got like Sumo Digital, and at that point, I ran out of ideas.
1: Be honest, Nintendo are having trouble in that department as well. The, I mean, I, the, the Pikmin three is just Pikmin again, and like yeah. that was a new that was a new IP, but that was way back GameCube times. Like, is probably is is it their newest IP? Really? I don't know what's their newest IP. Um, no, I, I guess
2: Wii Sports. Uh yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, excluding the Miis and that <laughs> shit, but the Wii brand, I suppose. Yeah, that is a brand.
1: I don't know. What, what's Nintendo's newest uh, IP? They got something on uh, on the DS or something that's uh, yeah, relatively recent. Pokemon is like 10, how, <laughs> 15 15 place. Yeah, it's old now. 15 years old. <laughs> Real old. old. The most old
3: yeah.
1: But that was a relatively new one compared to like the Marios and Zeldas of the
2: world. I don't know. Smash Brothers is post-Pokemon, isn't it? In the M64 age. Uh, yeah yeah. Not by that logic yeah. yeah, Mario, was, by yeah. that logic Mary Tennis and
0: Mary Golf potentially don't <laughs> if those count as new franchises yeah. I don't think you can say a sports game
1: that also stars your characters is a new franchise yeah Yeah. I don't think that counts I mean I think Smash Brothers counts yeah despite not having any of its own characters and being entirely made up of Master other Hand other characters <laughs> <laughs> yep, obviously
2: <laughs> it's got Master Hand
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's depressing. Thinking about n- n- the newest Nintendo franchises.
2: New Super Mario Bros. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Does
2: that really count?
1: What no.
3: what?
2: It's yeah. It is depressing when you put it like that. It's like come on, Ninty. And, the, you, like... and they, even some of the good ones just lay to waste, isn't it? Like F zero. Like, F zero. Yeah. Oh fuck <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean that—that's right. If they and went,
2: Metroid if, hasn't been treated well since other M.
1: Yeah, if they went back, if they went, hasn't been
2: treated at all since <laughs> Well, no, Metroid <laughs> Prime Three is the. If they
1: got out of console hardware, then maybe they would start making awesome Metroid games and <laughs> well, they'd be, zero they'd games be forced
2: to make games yeah, exactly, <laughs> which can only be a good thing. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's, um, Pacto was going on about you know how he how. Uh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's Japanese company running, basically. Mm. You know, while Sony seems to be embracing a Western approach to this stuff a little bit yeah, in um, how they're doing, Nintendo <laughs> just firmly aren't. It's like, this is what we do. We stick to the game plan. We keep doing it. Yeah. But the, but I don't think Nintendo, like a lot of businesses do, they don't really uh, hear the music when it changes. Um I think it was the phrase that was used in that uh, market call. What was it? Like, yeah. Margin call film. It's like they don't they don't hear it changing, and they it's been changing for a while. The Wii, yeah, they did. I mean, they they, 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 they rewrote their it. own composition. They <laughs> they had a new arrangement um, with Wii, but they didn't smell it going.
0: Smell we're, it. Smelling, <laughs> we're
2: smelling
1: music now. <laughs> music, easier, you know, same, think. Uh, I'm
2: so i I've been playing too much red. Um, <laughs> But you know um, what I mean. I don't yeah. think they—they <laughs> they, think... they didn't smell the music going off.
0: It
1: <laughs>
2: then they stale. tasted it, and it was horrible. <laughs> It was
1: horribly stale. This music. Well mm. <laughs> oh, people say that. Anyway, that stuff That's is stale. That's a different kind
2: of stale. Yeah, true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have faith in where Nintendo will go anymore, and that it saddens me. Well, we'll see. I do want to. it's the thing. I do still want to play Nintendo games, even if it is the same shit shoveled at me. It's just there's a certain quality level that Nintendo always has.
1: Yeah, just look at Luigi's Mansion too. It's pretty great game. Well made game.
2: I suppose Luigi's Mansion is a relatively new idea. Yeah, it was Pikmin and Start Luigi's GameCube. Mansion.
1: Yeah, so those are the two that we're in the running for most recent. Buddy, Animal Crossing. Now that predates the GameCube, doesn't it? Hey,
2: um, as part of the Year of Luigi, yeah, they, they've announced that there is going to be a sort of um, standalone add-on to New Super Mario Brothers yeah. called New, like Super Luigi. Which doesn't make any fucking sense because he's
0: already in it!
2: Yeah, he's already in Super Mario Bros. <laughs> it's not like they've added a character or something. So,
0: like, what are they going to change, really? It's like so... Luigi's going to be player one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Swap the <laughs> colours. <laughs> I guess Luigi can already be player one because I think you pick characters in that game. Are they?
3: Yeah.
0: But obviously, no one wants to play as Toad, so. Luigi.
1: <laughs> so, yes. So next week, Xbox reveal. Yeah, twenty well, Tuesday. Two days, or three days. So by the time this
2: comes out, and by the time we've posted it on the website, and by the time you've heard it, it'll be old news. It'll be very old because
1: <laughs> and there's no new uh, rumors or anything surrounding it. Anyone heard? No, <laughs> not really. Um, I mean, everyone knows the specs, and no one knows the the actual.
2: We don't know. We want to know service details. Yeah, service details. I yeah. mean, what we've the deets. There's, there's a question in my mind about how much we'll actually learn from this thing before E3. I don't think we'll see much on the game front, and I don't think we'll see much on um... game front. Be well, fun. you know, it, yeah, yeah, I know what but you I, mean. I don't but... think we're going to see many game reveals, mainly because like the reveal has only got a one hour slot. It's going to be televised. Oh right, okay. Um, it's not like the the Sony. It's not going to be. It's not going to be like dudes standing there probably giving so much of a ridiculous intro before we see a trailer for a game. Um, it's probably just going to be Microsoft talking about some stuff, trailer. You know, They'll, they'll try and compress it all a, a bit, but I think that means that we probably won't see much. Simply because this is, as I say, because it's televised, this is going to be more yeah. broad consumer appeal. Definitely. So like the details that we all hunger for, I won't don't think we'll see.
1: Okay. It's a shame because the, the Sony conference was quite impressive in some ways for the detail they went into mm. dev wise. Yeah. It's pretty cool. What do you
2: reckon? Do you reckon we'll see it?
1: Do I don't know. Trick I was going to ask that.
2: Are we going to see it? Well, the thing is, I is think that we might. That might be the only thing we get, is I, I, I what think, it looks yeah, like. I think we're so close to E3 that, you know, by now, they must have the look of the thing. Oh, I'm sure they do. Um, I think I'm E3 so, is where we're going to find out but the more stuff. interesting stuff. Yeah, it's
1: true. It's like June, early, early June, isn't
2: it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's not long. No, it's not. It's like two weeks Shit. after yeah two or three weeks after the show so yeah really close e3 and then
0: we get to do another three or four hour long fun uh
1: the e3 cast
0: well they're probably yeah, not because it. there's one less conference so <laughs> that was your a bit
1: what no nintendo yeah exactly
0: we have to split into three separate parts like we I, know, I guess we only did two or
1: yeah
2: we had a pizza break <laughs> cool
1: Okay, right, so we get on to what you've been playing after totally failing the... Yeah, uh, we uh, totally sabotaged your plan real good there. Yeah, I'll have to try again next time. We'll see if we run out of time this time. Okay, Rob's turn this time. All right, right, yep. yeah, I've got
2: shit tons to talk about. Um, <laughs> so let's start with the one I alluded to last time, which was Devil May Cry. Holy crap, and I think I think I finished the last episode on, holy crap, Game of the Year contender. Okay. It's so good. Um, there's, not, there's not much about that game I can really fault like the I've not played too much of the prior Devil May Cry games like I played mm-hmm. a reasonable amount of the first one and then you know barely touched the follow-ups so you're not like a Devil May Cry fanboy no not exactly wanting the purest- um but for me that at least the combat is so tight and so satisfying in that you know it, it's there's a real skill element to it despite all the crazy shit that's going on it is responsive you have to be disciplined you have to be aware of what's on screen mm-hmm. it is can't button mash at all it's a clusterfuck but it's a a controlled clusterfuck in a weird way Cool. it's like there's it's you feel like every scenario well most scenarios let's put it away they can still most scenarios you feel like if you get hit or you've done something badly it's you and I talk about that a lot when I talk about games. It's like There's that feeling with a lot of video games where it's just... I hate the the sensation of failing because I couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But circumstances just came together and I was destined to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think that happens in this game. It's like there are moments where you will get hit because something just off-camera has launched an attack at you that you haven't quite been able to tell. But there's always something, there's always like an audio cue. There's always like when something's shooting at you, they, they won't shoot unless there's like some indicator that they're about to do it or something like that, that you will be visible to you or there'll be an audio cue saying they're aiming at you right? Yeah. stuff like that. The game is very good at telling you what's going on. And they even do, I think they do this a sort of clever but somewhat exploitable trick where if something's not on screen... unlikely to launch an attack that's cool um so you can you can as i say slightly exploit it by forcing stuff into a corner so all you can see is the guy you're wailing on and the stuff will be walking towards you but they'll be reluctant to do any attacks while they're not on screen um which is kind of useful (laughs) but um i don't know And, and the more i play it the more i'm getting more adept at it and the more i um want to mix up my strategy or i'm finding weapons that i thought were previously useless and finding their use like the shotgun for instance i had a bit of a run today like we're just figuring out how the shotgun is actually useful and it's pretty good for crowd control and that kind of stuff you push stuff away from you with it and oh cool it's got and, like a
1: repulsive effect
2: yeah it's got it's got a knockback and, okay. um, and there's a <laughs> there's a movie i think it's called showtime where you push a and x together and he just swings the gun around like a pair of nunchucks shooting as he goes <laughs> yeah, <awesome. laughs> so it pushes a load of people away from you and it's pretty neat it's just there's so much style and so much finesse in everything that happens um and like people talk about the one thing that people say is like probably the game's downfall is that they said that the you know the while the main combat is really satisfying really technical really great um that when you get to a boss fight most of that finesse that you need to know is kind of gone because you just need to wail on a guy when his weak point is shown you know it's fairly formulaic and um I don't know, Yeah, it's like not exactly very innovative in the way that how bosses are structured, if you know what I mean. It's like dodge this guy's really telegraphed attack dodge this guy's really telegraphed attack. Oh, a big red spot has appeared after he like hit too hard and has stunned himself whale on it. Oh, then something happens and they do play like that but the style of the boss fights just carries it. It's like, you don't really care I don't care anyway. It's like the boss fights do are like a punctuation to the uh, the hard work you've been doing to get to that point, and it's like I think that's what a boss fight should be. Yeah, it should be an occasion. I don't particularly necessarily care about how they play, as long as they don't play badly. And they don't play badly; they just play differently. Mm-hmm. It's um, and you know I love it. The, the, like the production just really ramps up. the the conversations between you and the bad guys are often pretty funny. The insults that are thrown to her for are often really, really intense, <laughs> horrible stuff. Awesome, and it's um, uh, yeah, and the production goes out. The soundtrack at those moments are always fantastic, and it, that that I have to bring out as well. The sound and audio in this game is, is is yeah, superb, really great stuff. Like noise, I think this is the first time Noisia have done a full on game soundtrack. And you know, all of the stuff they did is original for the game. Mm. Um and they just pulled in some Combi Christ songs for the hell of it, but they blend them in such a great way. Um That's ah, a phenomenal piece of piece of work, I think. It's just it's just fun.
1: And right.
2: I finished it the first time through on what they call Devil Hunter difficulty level, which is like its normal mode. And then that and there is a hard mode called Nephilim, and then it unlocks what is the harder remix mode, son of Sparda. When you finish it the first time, so I'm trying to do that at the moment. Um, it likes to throw more enemies at you, longer fights, stuff does more damage. Um, the enemy attacks very slightly from when you play it through the first time, so the game is still interesting and it's still. I, I kind of feel like I'm stumbling a little bit through it, like but then but I am a lot better than what I was when I first started playing it, which is kind of a requirement of a skill based game, I suppose. But hmm. uh, yeah, I pretty much love everything about it i think i got it got overhyped slightly from some of the reports i uh you know when it was when it was first released and tons of people were talking about it that there are these moments in the game we were like what what the fuck holy shit oh this is awesome and it's like because i was kind of know that these things existed i was like perhaps the impact of them was a bit lost on me but there's um or i kind of knew what was going to happen right yeah um not really knowing exactly the the exact details, but that there was going to be something cool at this particular spot. And, you know, it's some of that impact was lost on me, but it's, they are still cool. Yeah, of course. Um, It's just not the the mind blowing moment that I thought it was going to be. But um, yeah, there's DLC for it that I really want to try at some point, which is rare for me to actually be interested in DLC because it lets you play as uh, Dante's brother, Virgil. Who has a different move set and a different? You have to play it a little bit more staccato and a little bit more disciplined with your uh, inputs, that kind of stuff. That's
1: awesome! How they're they're all named after like epic poets, right? They'll, yeah, they'll tell pretty you. much.
2: Virgil, Spider, Mundus is the demon king, right? I don't know if the pattern probably falls down there. It's probably all based on stuff from the original games, but right. Um, and it does, the, the good news with this is it kind of makes me like, um, I've been told that although the fighting is tight in this one, it's been tighter in, in the Capcom, you know, in, in house previous editions. Um, so a bit of me is kind of intrigued now to like, sort of go back and perhaps give them another go. Like, cause, it's cause I'm enjoying this one so much, maybe I, I don't think I'll get one as well. With Capcom style no. quite so much because right. you know Dante is supposed to be more cocky, supposed to be more, um, and the and the setting is a little less modern. It's all more the Gothic architecture type stuff from what I've seen, and a bit like a bit like the Castlevania remake, you know, the 3D one, the Lords of Shadow that they did a little yeah. while ago. It, it all looks kind of similar to that. Um, so the, you know, styling might be there, but apparently the gameplay is tighter in, in the, the Capcom ones. ones. Okay. Um, Probably coming from their fighting game heritage, you know, they're used to that stuff. That's true. But hell, I'm intrigued to try it. And a few of those are available on Steam. Cool. But give them a go. Wait for us sale. Yeah. Wait for us, sale. <laughs> Get a DMC pack or something. Could probably always um, lend you a Bayonetta as well. That's... Yeah. No, I, I really want to give that a go. Yeah. Um, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is um, again I've, uh, um, this definite. this same friend of mine, um, Eddie, who had been on the show a while back, has mm-hmm. has, has played both of them. And he says that it's weird because he's done them in the wrong order. He played DMC and then kind of tried to play Bayonetta afterwards, and apparently that's a bad route to take. All right, because Bayonetta kind of when you play DMC, it feels so good. You go back to Bayonetta, and weirdly, he says it's like it's it's got this dated feel to it that I didn't think I would experience, given that Bayonetta is so close to this. DMC slash God of War model.
1: Yeah, no, so it's, it's like, more in the kin of old Devil May Cry. Yeah, think. it's it's kind of yeah, it's than, more than it's more. War.
2: Yeah, it's more Devil May Cry than God of War, but yeah. it's still apparently. Yeah, it's just that it, uh, apparently it's not a good route to do it in, but they are still great games. Yeah, so yeah. It's like, I
1: I could see that. I'd probably get frustrated going back to Death Bayonetta, having played this new DMC.
2: Yeah,
1: it's more Western stylings in places.
2: But yeah, ah, oh, I love it. Really love it. I'll try and get hold of the soundtrack, I think, on its own. Yeah, cool. It's so good. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing that. Um, Devil May Cry. I did, like, because I finished Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, and I think I briefly mentioned that last time. Like, mm-hmm. so, like I cleared the main career. And so I installed that. Because that seems to want to be one of my main motivations for finishing games at the moment, is like, so I can get them off my hard disk. Um, the most ridiculous motivation... Well, the second most ridiculous motivation but, after their achievements. But, yeah, I guess. But then I, know, but then I found, that, found myself with this kind of... I wasn't expecting it, but there's sort of a gap in the sort of game I kind of want to play. Like Need for Speed filled that kind of... I don't particularly care about this, but it's interesting enough to just sort of pick up and play for a few... If I don't really fancy getting really into a game, this kind of feels nice... You don't think
0: there's any other games that you have that that feel that slot?
2: Well, I do, but there's a couple installed that I think I should probably try and... (laughs) Oh, right, so you won't install a new game until you've got rid of something else. A little bit. So so naturally, I picked the closest thing that I had, which was Burnout Paradise, and tried to play a bit more of that. I still don't think that's... I say this every time I play it. Every time. I, I I still don't think it's very good. I never don't try and it. finish that for god's sake no i'm I'm close to getting what i think is the last license in the game so i must be like getting pretty close to i don't know I actually i don't i have no idea how far through i am but i'm not going to like be completionist on it like okay. getting, all, getting all the billboards and stuff like that but i enjoyed
1: by the way on the giant bomb the uh, encyclopedia bombastica on the burnout too that yeah. no, was fun you guys should do a well, we, we don't faster. have the capability Game to do it. That's Instagram. true. Yeah. We need capture kit. For some old, uh, old, old GameCube shit. Like. <laughs> We're really
2: going to need to get hold of some of that. Um, <laughs> anyway but the
0: trouble with that video was that they suck <laughs> oh yeah of course they suck well that's true in but, general yeah but you know it's like the best thing about burnout is where you're when everything's going really awesomely you
1: just boost after boost after yeah, boost yeah
0: particularly in that because I, I almost forgot like that that was how the boost worked in the that you couldn't
1: fire it until you had it well yeah, you, you not just bar. when you had the full
0: bar but then like you actually the way Double it changed boosted. is yeah. you had to actually
2: continue doing ridiculous shit whilst you were boosting which oh. <laughs> makes it a lot more ridiculous yeah you had to do- yeah, I had to do a little bit of stuff while boosting in order to earn the full burnout so you keep going and then you get a multiplier each time.
0: Yeah. the awesome. And then when you're awesome, you just race the entire race in all burnout all the time. You <laughs> can get like a 21 chain or something. Super
2: cool. Yeah, I was never that good at it. But I, it's weird though, because I'm not sure I could go back to those having played the new burnout style, you know, without takedowns. Yeah, takedowns
1: and, are so good. Burnout 3 is one of my favourite games. I yeah, think. Definitely. And full stop, possibly.
2: I, really, I do like it a lot. Yeah, Battlefield was great. I love the, the Xbox one as well. Was that Revenge or
1: the three? Well, that was on the 360 one. one. Yeah, that was Revenge. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like the traffic checking, so I just no.
2: traffic. <laughs> it, was, it was funny enough that it kind of worked. It kind of removed some of the annoying. Come around a the corner. There's a car there crashing. Like, well, that was weird. Which, which you couldn't really do anything about in the, some of the earlier games. I guess.
0: Well, I mean, in back in Burnout Two, it was like the traffic was set,
2: so you didn't—you could actually learn it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. There it were patterns. Sort of ridiculous in its own way. I you could make it screw up if you just sat still for ages. You could see the traffic patterns reset periodically, yeah. which is kind of funny. Because it was—it was sort of set, but it was sort of based on how fast you were going and at what what point you reached parts of the track, so it would like trigger patterns oh, yeah. at certain times and it had to try and always make it so that they'd cross over when you were getting there or whatever <laughs> yeah, but it was, yeah it wasn't all I don't I, well yeah I, I suppose because you travel at different speeds each time it was all sometimes it was much more annoying than others yeah but I think Burnout 1 was more susceptible to that than the second like you could just get scenarios where it was like I can do nothing about this this junction is completely blocked with vehicles crossing it uh, yeah and I had the old school replay mode
1: I remember Burnout 3 having these weird difficulty spikes where occasionally it would give you like a time trial race where it gave you a car that oh, was way ahead. Yeah, yeah, preview events. Yeah. It would give you a car that was way more powerful than anything you had and then it had these ridiculously tight tolerances which was so much harder than winning any of the races yeah. or
2: anything. They did that in 3, they did that in Revenge, they brought that back in Hot Pursuit. It's weird. And they would just look like annoying. It's
1: just so hard.
2: Well, so I don't know why in a game like that you would do things like well even in paradise they do it with the burning root ones which actually that's the worst bit it's probably my least favorite bit of design in that game is like when they do the burning root challenges because part of their philosophy in burnout paradise is to let's do as little as possible as we can in menus so in order to change car you have to drive to an auto place then go through a menu to pick your car ironically and then um uh, you pick your car you drive out and then you have to drive to the burning route for that car because each burning route event is car specific and then you do it and then if you want the, but there's quite a lot of these events and they're scattered about and you can only do them if you're in the right car for them so it's like if you want to do them you have to drive to an auto garage get the car come back to the thing uh-huh. and i still hate the, the lack of restart button is super annoying and the lack of a on track GPS would be really, really useful to say, oh, okay, this is the the simplest route without shortcuts you could take. Because sometimes, like, you're, they, they will there's this incredibly subtle indication of which direction the game thinks you should take as you approach a junction. Like, you get this little indic like when um, the junction name appears, sure. and like the name of the roads so you can take appear evil side of it, and the one you're supposed to take starts flashing, um, and makes a very, very quiet. Doo-doo sort of noise, but you're travelling so fast that by the time you see that, you have no time to react. No chance to turn. And you fuck, like, one or two of those up and you're just so far behind the event is lost. And you can't exit the event, as far as I can tell. You Charlie can't restart okay. the event. So you just have to finish it in last. Lame. Or whatever. And it, it's, yeah, It sucks. That it does, really sucks. sucks. It does. It really sucks. It's like, so I don't... I don't
1: know why people go
2: in for Paradise. Yeah, I do not understand it. The previous Burnout games are miles better and I think even to a certain degree like judging by some of the structure in Most Wanted that is actually well it's basically like, it's like some of they fix been... the
0: problems yeah. of Paradise almost, almost. Like, now you
2: can restart a race I think I prefer to just teleport to it <laughs> I think I definitely prefer to play that over pa- over Paradise just for those little <laughs> changes sounds alright sounds better yeah Speaking of menus in
1: racing games, news alerts,
2: news, yeah, yeah, interspersing it back in. I see what you're doing here. Yeah, Gran Turismo Six. Yeah. Oh, really? With menus <laughs> that I oh, really,
1: are, I'm, I'm Not am not surprised even slightly. But yeah, but I haven't seen that coming the out end of the year for PS3. Oh, really? Um, yep. Uh, and obviously, it looks great as always, but they're fixing the stupid menus. And what got all, they say they're uh, supposedly, the so they're streamlining and shit. Do they even know what was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the guy, I, I yeah, some previewer said, oh, okay, well, the second the second game on each generation of consoles is usually better. So, like GT two and four, so six might uh, turn out to be a, a pretty nice, well rounded game.
0: A bit later the generation, and though, also I mean, they've <laughs> got a bunch
1: of stuff on on. Um, like uh, new tire physics and stuff, so it's, apparently it feels more Forza-like and more, more, more just like a car, well, <laughs> I guess. But well, with the well, tight handling and stuff.
2: I just hope they fix collisions. Well, I hate collisions in that game. They feel too much like bumper cars. You know, like, right, there's yeah. no real consequence to them. Yeah, well, and it's well, like I for we'll a, for a driving simulation, impacts are a big deal.
1: They don't seem to care about that.
2: No, but I think they always want you to drive like a clean race, or maybe yeah. GT's thing is more about. Time trialing, I guess. In Maybe. which case, like colliding isn't such a big deal, I guess, because there's nothing to collide with. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I, have never liked that feel. It's. it's just, you know, if you make if you're making a simulation, make a simulation. Do it right. Mm. Well, they care about cars, so and they had
1: like an unveiling event at Silverstone, and they've got Silverstone in the game, which looks pretty nice mm. and stuff like that. So new tracks. have had that
2: for a while. Yeah, doing <laughs> DLC
1: of like um. Can new track every week or some shit? Oh, nice. It's already got the thousand cars that were in GT
2: Five. Mm. So I suppose maybe they can premium car up more, of more them. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that was slight news. Yeah, I don't know. I think GT Five had a number of flaws in its design, not just like in its car modeling and in its physics, but in just the way the game handled itself. Like how it would try and it had it would it would set aside like an allocated amount of space on your PS Three and then when you went to a track or something it would try and install it during its load. Right. Um so next time you went to that track it was there but it would obviously the only tracks you'd have installed were the ones you were most using. So like the cars you owned for instance would be installed and hmm. you know it sort of worked but it just cool. meant meant loading times were really really long.
1: Yeah, they were long. Um I think they're focusing on fixing that actually, loading times. That that was one of the things they
2: will the soundtrack still have Japanese jazz. <laughs> don't forget don't forget it it was a close contender or did we give it to one year for having the worst music in video games quite possibly so,
1: yeah no i think it won didn't it for just that loading music, worst music oh, wait or, the,
0: or was it defeated by sonic
2: 4 was that, right. that year? sonic 4 was pretty bad it
1: might have been defeated
2: and that, the the off-key loading music of gt5 was just so irritating so, uh, yes. I don't know. Fuck Gran Turismo, well, if you ask me. But <coughs> fuck Burnout Paradise. Yeah. Uh, so what else I've been doing? Fuck Need for Speed
3: Most Wanted.
2: Oh, we're <laughs> indifferent about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> indifferent. I don't even care to play it. <laughs> um, it was a good looking game though. Yeah. Um. So I also played a bit of Thirty Second Hero, which yeah. I don't think I talked about. not Before. Um. Or oh, half minute heroes. It's probably it. half. Half-Minute Hero, Super Mega Neo Climax Ultimate Boy. Yeah. Because it's a <laughs> full title. That's um, a pretty cool game, has to be said. Like, it doesn't have the draw with me, so I don't find myself actually wanting to play it, because I think I've kind of experienced the gist of it. Well, the trouble with it it's, was, the trouble with it is really that it was a mobile game. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it obviously suits that better, I would say. Well, it was also a indie game on X-Blah um, before um before they made this pc version with a slight graphical update and or an alternative graphic mode and i don't know i think it's pretty good basically the, the the principle is is they 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 uh it's it's sort of mini rpgs against the clock so you don't really you just wander around the map basically fights happen automatically and if you're strong enough you'll beat stuff or you can choose to run away but um and there's always a there's always a quest and there's always a goal to achieve within the time limit within the thing. But you also you have the ability to turn back time by paying money to like the time goddess and stuff. So there's a certain element of you juggle your thirty second timer, but you can only refill it up to thirty seconds. Um and it gets more expensive each time you do it, so you generally can't keep doing that within a level. Um there's usually some puzzle to solve within the limit and fairly simplistic. There's one level based on zero wing, which is kinda cool. <laughs> the evil lord is called cat
3: yeah.
2: and keeps saying all the quotes and turns the level slowly sepia like a game boy <laughs> it's pretty cool um, and they like they like playing with that a little bit like some levels will have options there'll be secrets in them um, some of which are quite clever um, it's generally a neat little game uh, mm-hmm. but, but as I say it doesn't quite have that draw because I think I've got the gist of it and so therefore I've not so intrigued to go back if you know what I mean I'm not sure it'll be much different as I carry on perhaps that should be my Need for Speed esque game that I should be playing but um, it does have a couple of other things I don't have an experience yet because I'm only playing what they call the Hero 30 mode but then there's like Dark Lord 30 and Princess 30 and like supposedly play well which may play differently I don't know um, so we'll see when I get to those um, so that's that um, pretty neat I like the music, I like the art style. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, that was the other one. Blah, blah, blah. My what? My new game that I started on Xbox, because it was free, um, Doritos are back. Oh, yes. With Crash Course 2. Of course <laughs> they are. Which has even less Doritos branding in it than the previous ones. The classic. Um, that's an all right game as well. Yeah. Um, it's interesting and noteworthy in a way because it's a, an example of a, a sort of traditional free-to-play model on console.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: know what I mean? So it's a free-to-play game, but you can choose to buy into it to get extra things. Oh, right. You can buy items and you can buy skins. That wasn't can... in the first one, was it? No, it wasn't. The first one was just a free game. Mm. This one is a free-to-play game with bought-in extras. You can choose to, like, say, spend real money to skip ahead and unlock levels that you haven't reached yet. And um, if you're finding it difficult, because in order to unlock all the levels normally, you kind of have to be fairly completionist about each level as you go. Right. Like, because you will otherwise hit a point where you're just earning, uh, you're not earning enough stars to um, unlock stuff. You can buy these coin things that let you do other stuff, or you can buy what they call jinxes. So you can, in the middle of a multiplayer game or something, you can turn your competitors into other, stupid models to confuse them, like turn them into a chicken or something. So it's, <laughs> cool. Um, it's it's pretty solid. There's it, like The platforming is actually quite nice, and there's, they've introduced elements of, your, it's not just about getting to the state, end of the stage as fast as you can. There's stars scattered about the levels, which force you to do a bit of exploration, and some of them are quite tricky platforming maneuvers to pull off, um, stuff like that. The only place the game falls down, really, on that note is that, because it uses avatars and it's running at like thirty frames per second, sometimes the um your precision it doesn't feel you know, it doesn't quite feel precise enough for you to do the things that the game seems to want you to do.
1: Why can't they make um, that run at 60?
2: Sure yeah, they? exactly. It's like why why doesn't that game just work at 60? It's like it's, they don't it basically they could have cut back on like some of the backgrounds for the levels are quite busy. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. Like the jungle levels always seem to have an alien spacecraft flying around beaming shit up. Okay. And it's just like, well, that doesn't need to be there. It's necessary. Yeah. And um I would rather they went for frames over crazy uh, crap over yeah ridiculous stuff happening and so like one the, the snow level is kind of annoying because it has like seals in it which are making like arr, arr, noises but one of the they, they come out of one of the rear speakers and they sound a bit like a dog just outside the window so get, <laughs> there's a there's really annoying dog out there like I have to keep checking to see what's going on outside it's like oh it's a seal in the back speaker was like it's kind of annoying um and there's, there's there's a there's a platforming mechanic they have where it's like the duck jump, so if you want like extra height or something, you could be running along and you push down before you want to jump and then jump and you get a bit more height out of it That's and potentially cool. some more length, which sounds cool in theory except it's super difficult to pull off at just the right moments like you'll you'll often have to chain those together like jump duck jump on um that stuff is yeah the game kind of expects it of you quite early. And it's pretty difficult to pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, I think that's... It's it's nice in places, but what the game asks of you for it is a bit much. Um, personally. And it's, it's throwing that stuff in quite early as well, so I wonder where it's going to go with that. Um, I think the levels just get more mechanically weird, like in terms of the gimmicks and stuff going on, as opposed to asking more of you from a control perspective. Um uh, but yeah, it's interesting. It's worth a look for a free game, and there's chivos. Like, chivos. There's like four hundred points worth of achievements for a free game. So cool. yeah, go for it. It's all right. Like, it's not too bad. I think it's interesting that you know that it's still Doritos and it's still free. It's like what well, they didn't do a competition for it this time because the whole point in the Doritos thing was that they were like game design competitions. Yeah, that's where we got why we got the first Crash Course game, and why we got. Um, uh, that other one they did that year, which was Harm's Way, yeah, which was actually, which was actually guy, a pretty cool concept. Yeah, and I want it. to see someone do something with it, but you know, it didn't work because it was mostly online and there weren't enough people playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, obviously, it's, that it's,
1: one won. The crash Course won the competition.
2: Was well, really- no, I think that both of those won the competition. Oh, and I They see. just made both of them. Okay, and it's like, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to stop there I think there's not much there's okay. really else to really else to talk about I did play Sonic Dash on iOS I guess it's meh um, it's meh it's meh it's meh new. oh and I did briefly try that Ace Flying Aces or whatever it is Ace called. Patrol Ace Patrol yeah cool that game was more complex than I was expecting yeah I'm um, segue into me then because I'm yeah. Ace Patrol
1: yeah what do you think
2: I don't know I haven't got very far if I'm honest I've only played like a few missions but it's yeah I can see the idea they're going for, but I can't quite get my head around the maneuver system in the sense that of making it do exactly what I want to do. Right. If you know what I mean. I haven't quite grasped where the limitations of that system lie. Right. But it's interesting. It's It's definitely original. Yeah. You know, having to plan out a turn-based maneuver system. Turn-based air combat sounds insane, but it actually works. It kind of of does. Especially with the height um, mechanic. Yeah, the height element's interesting. The banking element is interesting. It's in what state you're crafting and defines what moves you could do on the next next. turn. Well, that's the key thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm so keen on the concept of having to unlock maneuvers for certain pilots or unlock... You know, I'm not sure that element quite gels with me yet. Because it's kind of difficult to know what you can and can't do based on your current scenario anyway, let alone knowing what certain pilots are capable of. Yeah, you have to know that, like, you, your guy can do an
1: Nimbleman turn or something. Yeah, or, so, or
2: pull a loop right now to yeah, avoid fire. Exactly.
1: Or, yeah. I don't know. I guess, because it seems to reset people's skills at the start. You get a new team at the start of every uh, campaign, I think. Yeah. So... Um, they have then have to learn their manoeuvres. Yeah, it's quite hard to keep track of, even if you've only got two guys. It's like which one is the guy that can do like the power climb on the wall? Yeah, yeah. Because you kind of need to know that before you before you attempt. dive in. Yeah, because
2: well, because yeah, your your plan has to be several moves ahead. Yeah, really. Th- theoretically, a yeah, bit like a, a bit like a form of chess.
1: Exactly. But... Yeah, but I had quite a lot of fun with it. I haven't bought any of the campaigns yet, but I might. I might. Well, Not ever reached okay. the end of the
2: first one yet. But... Yeah,
1: but um. Yeah, it's quite fun. You get the different planes and the different um upgrades to the equipment as well as the as well as the um
2: maneuvers. So would, yeah, you get I'm a bit like, oh, oh. more machine guns and stuff and more armor. And oh, cool. I think some of the presentation is lacking. Like even from an iOS game it's kind of like there's some irritating elements. Like I don't know if when you if you've seen like whenever you go back to the a screen featuring your lead pilot or something yeah. they do a sound clip and it's always the same sound clip and I right. picked the woman from the start because it sounded like some of her moves would be more interesting or her ability or whatever I it think is they're sounded.
1: different every time generated like sometimes
2: women or men oh are they oh, okay yeah, but I picked one and she basically whenever I go back to the menu she says excellent excellent no she doesn't say excellent it's excellent excellent <laughs> it's
1: like it's, it's a really annoying get, voice she's as well it's like thank- excellent well she's she's like they're all super posh aren't they yeah she's like
2: thank you sir but that, that'd be like all that. right but i don't know there's something about it's excellent no one says excellent
1: <laughs> oh right okay <laughs> it's,
2: yeah it's just, oh. and sometimes it plays like two or three times in a row if you're going through like certain bits of menu or certain bits of the tutorial and they're excellent next page excellent so that- um, Yeah. that yeah
1: Potentially quite annoying. Yeah. I had quite a bit of fun with it though. I'm not sure how much variety there will be going forward because it's like, mm. okay, there's like balloon attack missions and there's like defend your tanks and attack the enemy supply trains. Well, there's and- one enemy aircraft that, who's like a, Ace guy uh, yeah. Yeah, and attack the ace with one of your guys or, like, attack a whole squadron of them with with your four dudes mm. or whatever. So there's quite a bit of variety. But it's like, I'm not sure if you're heading straight for a bunch of them and they're heading straight for you. Do you, like... I've been experimenting with like peeling off and trying to come around behind them yeah. and stuff but sometimes it takes a while to pull that off is the thing yeah I it like... does take time you do have to be patient
2: cause... <laughs> see what's happened to me so far is whenever I've had a plan to do that like I'll peel one guy off to say right you're going to come around behind them yeah but then, but then the guy would just immediately go after them yeah follow so them yeah I don't have to change the plan of my other guy who perhaps was peeling off in the opposite direction for the boat to it's like, like bang like, the other know, way I'll, I'll know you've got a really long time to come back and I can catch him off guards but actually what, what actually happened happens the initial guy the original guy that was being ended up being chased just sort of pulled a turn and shot him and yeah. yeah and it was like all right yeah <laughs> I, it's been, at the moment as i like, don't feel like i can plan because like or if something goes wrong i'm just like well the chasing guy will just finish the guy off don't need to worry about it yeah exactly like, it doesn't quite have that same dog fight edge i think there's like where if someone's behind you it's like you're in trouble you're, you're screwed yeah
1: well, it depends. I mean, if you've got no maneuvers, you are kind of. St- I have had a guy being chased, and mm. there was just nothing I could do except get, get my other guys to, to try and save, him. To, to save yeah. him because he just didn't have the
2: maneuvers to hmm. get out of it. I mean, all of this sounds really great in concept, mm. but I'm just not sure the executions there. It's, it's a fantastic idea, I and mean, yeah. it's not one I've seen
1: before. Um, i think it's quite nicely made i mean my main problem is that on the on the uh, iphone is i sometimes select the wrong move because yeah. like one tap is like preview the move which is good but sometimes you're trying to uh, select the other move that's on the same square
2: hmm.
1: on the same hexagon it must be
2: is it must be showing it pretty zoomed in on the phone, yeah I'm it's sure pretty it's, zoomed
1: it's, in you yeah. don't get much tactical view and the zooming because you can pinch zoom and like but that that really fucks up your view yeah. and i find it quite hard to reset it there yeah. i found there it really is,
2: sensitive the moving, yeah, moving around the map. Yeah, that's quite...
1: Yeah. It's a bit oversensitive, but um, I certainly like the concept. I, I, I had quite a bit of fun with it. So, I uh, didn't have a
2: problem with that stuff on iPad. As right, said, like, it's probably just, a lot just, just just pushing, yeah, the, Selecting the move was fine on iPad, but cool. um, as I said, the map stuff is still sensitive. Even Yeah. There. But yeah, so, interesting. Hmm. I, I wonder what else could be done with that sort of concept, you know, of, the, you know, of how, how that kind of turn-based movement would work. I guess they'll see how...
1: How it how it goes? I mean, I think Sid Marges wanted to make a game where he could actually do some, the majority of the programming. Yeah, given that he's just one dude and mm. that he runs a major studio.
2: Yeah, or to finally create a game. You know, what I mean, yeah, a, you
1: know,
2: it's, that was his bag. That's what he's known for exactly. Because
1: so. he's been doing some game jams and stuff and enjoying those, so I mm. think he quite liked the idea of doing it. And I think it's come off quite nicely. So hopefully there'll be more of that kind of style of.
2: I think also it, yeah. a good precursor to Farasis in mobile space.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, um, they handed off the Civ stuff to um, another company, didn't they, to do the Civ Rev. Civ the yeah. But that came out really nice. So, um... uh,
2: But yeah, it was okay. It was okay. It was too simplified for my tastes. But Well, Civ Rev is a bit simplified. Yeah. One, yeah. I mean, there was not a lot to do, to be honest, in the end game of of, <laughs> mm-hmm. a, of, of that. But I suppose that's true of Civ in general. <laughs> you get to a point where you don't really have to do much. You'll just win eventually. <laughs> well, I guess. But...
1: They've got the new um, stuff coming, haven't they, for uh, the culture victories and, and shit you seen that stuff?
0: Boo to them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> boo to them. It was the same,
0: the same problem of when they put religion and shit back in. It's like, boo! Don't add this shit back into the game. Put it in there from the start, you idiots.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, at least they're getting to fix
0: it eventually. Yeah, but I don't care any longer. It's actually taken quite a long time, I guess. To get it back up to SID 4 standards. Yeah, it's just like, I don't... I, I mean, was, I guess it probably took quite a long time for Civ 4 to have expansions as well, yeah. but it's like at this point, by the time they've made it to Civ 5, it feels like they've become like a better studio or a larger studio that should be able to ship this stuff out faster uh, Because they've got
2: XCOM. <laughs> well, that's two servers, I guess teams, isn't it? But, well, yeah. Well maybe, well, maybe it's not, but um, well, I guess... But it's probably like probably got the production time. values of a Civ 5.
0: It's like They're quite high,
2: yeah. What's, what's it, that? That
0: makes it feel like why is it taking so long to just make this? No, it's, <laughs> it's hard it's to probably
2: do. A, and it's <laughs> probably a tiny team working on this DLC because most of them probably moved over to the XCOM team while that was in full development. Possibly, and, yeah. You know, the, there's just this small uh, maintenance team probably working on it and carrying on. And it's like stuff. Uh, 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 my question here is like, how much am I going to care about this added stuff because? You know, Depends how you, you play. You, if you
1: like the culture victories, you'll care. If well, you I was about to say because if you just I've, crush everyone, well, I don't
2: know. Is the thing I don't know because I haven't really played a Civ game properly since Civ two. Mm. Um, well, actually, Alpha Centauri, I suppose I played a bit. Um, uh, like what? What? You know, without the knowledge of those mechanics, really, how much am I really going to care mm. if I go into Civ five base, which you know Probably I have be. thanks to your XCom purchase? <laughs> yeah. um, is it? You know, so okay. So by that silence, I also, I guess, it really doesn't matter that much. Well, um, it, I mean, it's, it's like cultural like victory stuff. is a victory,
0: yeah, but yeah. it's just one of the options, and it's laid out well enough in Civ Five by itself. Is it just it's not t- like the religion? Actually, I don't know. Did did that pack add new victory conditions? Was there like a religious victory, or was, or was it there? just an influence affecting? Yeah, because in Civ Four there wasn't really one. I guess in Civ Four it made it easier to win. In other ways, because if you could spread your religion, then you had the influence over other cities and stuff. Yeah. But I don't think it had its own separate win condition, so that's why, it l- like, so a probably this new victory. one is the same <laughs> thing. It's it's going to probably affect the culture game. Yeah. Without being an actual new, 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 condition. new
1: condition, I don't think it's a new condition. It's just yeah, it makes it a different way of of uh, achieving that that goal.
2: How, like, so what what did that actually do? Like when I say like you're affecting influences, like how how easy it is to make people riot in other cities, or well, how... pretty much. I mean,
0: in Civ IV with the religion, it just made it so that cities that had your religion that were over on the enemy's borders would sometimes just change sides. Hmm. That was how culture used to work in Four though. It's like if you had a really high city, high culture city next to their borders,
1: then it made the other adjacent cities want to transfer to your empire. And you oh, used, to get, used to get, like, if you took over a city that was, like, if you forcibly invaded a city um, that was full of people who hated your culture, that, that they would just riot yeah. all the time. and it would were, be a problem, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. So if they're already predisposed to liking your culture stuff, then probably, and your religion, that probably helps. Then integrate into so your empire.
2: So religion and culture are essentially the same mechanic? Yeah, mm, sort of. It similar.
1: It was just a
0: different, it's like a different way of spreading it. Because obviously the culture was just sort of inherent. Whereas religion, you actually had like prophets or whatever. So yeah. Or you
2: oh, you'd have to send guys Missionaries. Down. missionaries okay, and
1: yeah. stuff. But now you've got like works of art in this new thing that you can like, and you can like put in museums in certain cities and yeah. Yeah, so move cul- around. So and It's like so cu- deployable culture, I guess. Deployable culture, yeah. So
2: even so, culture is a slightly more passive Mechanic than religion by that, yeah, definition. Yeah. Okay,
1: which it kind of is in reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somewhat more passive than religion, which is just
2: going out there all the time. But
0: well, in reality, I don't I don't think very many times in the history of the world has a city completely changed its allegiance based
2: purely on how awesome that other city looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm, that's hey, true. I want some of your buildings. <laughs> Can, can you can we if we swap to your alliance? Can we have your architect? Soft power is
1: extremely important in the modern world, though, isn't it? Like Hollywood and stuff is a huge influence on kind of the world, like terms of American hegemony. Hege, hegemony. Hegemony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho, uh, so oh, it was me. Oh, Bioshock Infinite. Yes, you finished okay. it? No, I'm getting towards the end. I'm in Comstock House now.
2: Oh, that was another game I started playing. Actually, on the shooting run. Like- sorry, just suddenly reminded me. Crisis Warhead. Yeah, good, great. You can finally get out of the way, so you can start playing two. Uh, yeah, like that was my original plan. Of what? God damn it! But, yeah, so it's different. But I've only played a tiny bit of that, and it's at the moment it feels like a slightly less good version of the original Crisis. Problems and all. The story is. I thought that was the kind of thing. Well, yeah, there's like yeah nothing is even nothing's been explained I'm killing dudes and it's like I'm kind of I suppose you're kind of expected to know the first game in order to get anything out of this one but it's a standalone thing so you can't quite get away with that I don't think in terms of a product but anyway it, it looks freaking sweet on my new card though cool it's a good looking game how old is it? old old like five years or something five years old awesome probably more than that probably six but it's a it's a pretty good looking game. We've got some hor- ugly object popping, even on high de- detail. But um, yeah, it's a pretty pretty sweet looking thing. Cool. Yep, sorry, interruption over. That's okay. Yeah, Bioshock, um, yeah, later in the game, their environments get
1: bigger and the frame rate goes down. <laughs> no. It's quite noticeable that like, if you just set your graphics settings to nice and high at start, it's like everything's nice and smooth, everything is cool, and you just keep playing the game. It Eventually, gets... things start chugging a bit. I haven't bothered to adjust. Mm. I've just carried on with it, but uh, it's certainly still playable, but it's just a little, on my system, it's just a little bit... I think it's because my graphics card is old. Yeah. I was surprised that it worked so well as it did mm. um, when I first started it. But, uh, yeah, like there was a giant section with skyhooks all over the place where an enemy, where an enemy Zeppelin came alongside <laughs> and you had to skyhook up into it and destroy the engine and then jump off. It kind <laughs> of reminded me of...
2: So a bit of a quick time in a way? No, but... no, no.
1: It, it was it reminded me of, like, Scorpions in Halo 3. No, like right. a huge area where you have to, like, you have to get onto its back and actually inside it and stuff and yeah and oh uh, scarabs, scarabs scorpions are yeah. the tanks sorry scarabs yeah. that's why i meant scarabs uh which were cool in halo 3 yeah <laughs> kind of crazy because there was no quick timeliness about
2: it no it was you, like you real you, you, had you had actually, somehow get onto it and then had somehow ju- kill the the dudes on board and somehow destroy the destroy core. the core thing. or you or if you're lucky you could just shoot it sometimes from outside yeah um
1: it was that bit of the towards the end where there were two of them in one oh, giant yeah.
2: sandpit thing. That sequence is
1: nasty. That was hilarious. You could get one, and then you were kind of in trouble, weren't you? I mm. seem
2: to remember. Well, yeah, because you'd use your roof to destroy to the first get... one. As like, well, you could just fly destroy... on top of the first one, couldn't you? Well, yeah, those, uh... you could. You could kind of like with the second one, if it was if you were lucky, it would be near that structure, so you could yeah. climb it and jump on it. Oh yeah, but but yeah.
1: I just remember hiding behind a tiny piece of cover and stepping out and seeing the gun go, and then stepping back in and go, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> So it's like looking at you, about to blow the shadow at you with a giant laser. The, the moment just... you move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. Anyway, so Bioshock, yes. Um, story is uh, moving along. Obviously, there'll be some weird, crazy twist ending and stuff, but they're, they're starting to explain some of the weirdness with the quantum quantum teleportation okay, yeah. stuff. Like, for example, the kind of weirdness of... um barbershop quartets in the game singing popular songs of the of the of the 70s oh, right, 80s oh, wow. there's like there's some i didn't the, know it
2: did that
1: yeah yeah like really at the start of the game there's a there's on a floating barge there's a barbershop quartet singing um the beach boys uh, <laughs> it's like it's 1910 or whatever it is this is <laughs> Yeah. And I even caught them singing shiny, happy people later on (laughs) in the day, which was a bit, I know this song. And, uh, uh, but yeah, you get these tears occasionally and you can sort of hear like, um, uh, uh, like I heard a fortunate son by, um, uh, Uh, creed it's clear water revival coming out of of a tear and then eventually you find i found a little uh shop where the guy who writes the songs must live and he had a voxophone explaining that there was like a tear and he can hear all this music through Uh. (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was like writing all the songs down (laughs) that That was was kind kind of cool yeah total bastard (laughs) so anyway yeah and uh yeah the city is pretty fucked um the um I've been, like, fighting ghosts with machine guns, which has been a bit weird. Like, it had been normal guys up until now, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, uh, and now it's going a bit crazy with, like, weird zombies and shit. I don't know exactly what's going in. I think I, I've gone into Comstock House, and I think I'm supposed to be avoiding these, like, guys, um, like, doing a stealth section. But I got a bit – it wasn't strange. obvious at first. And I just ran straight up to the guy. And he was like, Ooh! And then, like, a million, like, zombies appeared, and I had to fight them. But – uh, the combat the, on the on the regular difficulty is pretty easy once you get the, um you know, all the vigors and stuff.
2: Okay. My tra- my so you recommending, is, like, for most people, try it on hard? Or?
1: I think so. I think uh, if I'd gone back, I probably would have tried it on, you know, if I could go back, I probably would try it on hard. It's interesting. Um, the thing is, I tend to, um, I like, the game is kind of encouraging you to use different vigors and different, Different guns especially just because you run out of ammo, which is annoying because mm. I usually like to pick the like yeah. yeah, and stick to 'em. It's got like a the two gun system and I just go for the classic Halo my combo in Halo was the pistol and mm. the plasma rifle. Mm. Um the long range sharpshooter yeah. and the rapid fire but decent plasma
2: rifle's not that long range.
1: No, I meant the pistol was long range. Oh, yeah, it? the pistol was. It had long a range, scope yeah. on it, yeah. it. So in this game, I'm going for the carbine for like long r- range. Despite it doesn't have a scope, but it's basically like the pistol or whatever, and um, the machine gun. Yeah, okay. uh, but then you just end up running out of ammo for. For,
2: I mean, there are these. Um... Well, it's kind of nice in a way, Halo does that, doesn't it? In yeah, like some of its iterations where you can't really stick with your weapons. Yeah, so you have to pick up. Something I, well, yeah, probably less so in the later later iterations, but in the earlier ones, you like you found yourself not. Not always uh with a human weaponry nearby so you had to make a decision to swap to swap to Covenant stuff.
1: Yeah. That's kinda cool. Mm. But <coughs> I mean you can buy weapon ammo from vending machines, they're all over the place. Yeah. Um you can even do it during boss fights sometimes, sort of. <laughs> um but um uh Yeah, um, at first I was like, it's desperately searching everywhere for money because you really need to save up for the upgrades to the vigors at first. But now I've kind of upgraded the vigors that I like. I tend to use the murder of crows.
2: Okay, yeah.
1: Which is incredibly effective. Once you've upgraded it, the people that die turn into traps of crows. So more people (laughs) arrive and they get murdered by crows. And it's just super crow and then I just use the electro shop for um for um targets that are immune to the crows, okay, which is like any kind of big thing, like a mechanical patriot or stunning time or, or the the giant the guy with the giant hands, uh, <laughs> the, the, that dude, the um, man with the hands. I can't even remember what that guy's called. The guy you have to shoot in the chest. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but yes, I I will let you know what the ending's like. But uh, certainly fun, and it's a. It, I get this feeling a lot when uh, with modern media. Like I remember when I was listening to Bombcast years ago, and and Ryan had gone to see Avatar, and he said <laughs> that film looked expensive. <laughs> it's like no judgment on the film itself. It's just like every frame just looks expensive, and that is kind of an indictment because. It's kind of if you're thinking about how expensive the film was to make while you're watching it, you've not been drawn into it. Have you? you're not, yeah, you're not. Yeah. Watching the film. But, uh, and I sometimes get that. And I mean, I am drawn into Bioshock, definitely. And it's a great world. But you just look around these environments and they're beautifully constructed and mm. everything. And it's like, this looks expensive. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, it, the production values are just insane on mm. Bioshock Infinite. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, which is good, obviously, mm. but it's like, yeah,
3: I don't
2: know. Well, even after this long of playing it, you're still having those moments. Yeah, though, absolutely. like, but so they're not giving you, so in a weird way, you're not like taking in the scenes as a sort of like, oh, that's pretty. And then like, or, in you know, a sense of awe, I guess. It's no, more it like, not, a, but yeah, not hugely. I, yeah. I don't know quite how you define that. Like what makes the difference between that, um, it's like when you know, I don't know, in some games we get that tech and it's like, oh, that's impressive, yeah, you know, you're thinking that's impressive, not, 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 not oh, this is a dark, moody environment or something like the, I, think, I don't know, the one that springs to mind was level three in Gears of the First Gears of War, you know, all the rain is coming down, oh, yeah, And you can't help but think, wow, this is quite impressive, this is cool, yeah, um, well, f- for the time, yeah, it was. Um, that was moody though, it yeah, was. but, but I, I, you know, that was, I was more impressed with yeah the tech of it yeah i think at that point and you know i don't know maybe as game players as people into technology that unfortunately that's just the feeling yeah it's just what we notice
1: well i wouldn't say with bioshock it's the tech necessarily i mean it looks great but i wouldn't say it's like wow that's amazing tech it's like wow this like art design and this production design on this yeah
2: i think maybe 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 i'd be all right with that you know because Maybe, maybe for me that would have more of the desired effect than oh that looks expensive maybe yeah yeah it's just me impressed yeah like and uh, you know if it's all themed and all still good then perhaps I wouldn't have that like I don't know I think I think that's a, that's a lot more of an acceptable yeah. feeling I think yeah. than than sort of just taking a moment to stop and going Ooh, look at the yeah. look at the texture detail <laughs> look
1: at the texture detail
0: you <laughs> <laughs> did take a minute to stop in that one though. <laughs> no, you were flying I mean, by the the, uh, the classic origin of that quote. Yeah, playing Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure, which going way too fast at the time. Look at the texture detail. Well, yeah, the look time. at you give <laughs> at the
2: time. Not that like
0: gives or anything, but it's just <laughs> a turn of phrase.
2: Yeah, do. yeah, at the time, Texture detail on the Dreamcast was
1: quite a lot better. Step up, from, step uh,
2: up from anything we'd seen before, certainly. <laughs> and yeah, even then, you were
0: still obsessed with texture detail.
2: What was like? The well, textures weren't really. They hadn't really moved forward for a while. We, we, in fairness, we'd been we'd had the PlayStation yeah. and the N sixty four. They're getting noticeably better. Better even these days. Texture detail. Oh like, well, yeah. That's one of the things. Apparently, like the the, DM, the PC version of DMC has these yeah. high resolution textures that are at times like some of the floor details, say in that in the the mansion at the second level is pretty. It's pretty up there. Yeah. it's pretty sharp. You know, even if that's the only thing they've improved in the game, texture detail goes a long way. Yeah, it certainly you know, If you've got resolutions and hardware that can support it, it's, you know, you don't need a lot of time with these crazy new features like fancy new anti-aliasing, volumetric fog lighting. No, no, fancy no. Just, just particles just, and lighting effect. Yeah, just a sharp texture. Just make it we'll, look good. Yeah. Will we'll immediately make everything look a lot better. There's nothing worse than coming across a bit of a bit of blurry wall yeah just somewhere where you're not expecting it to be um crap detail you just suddenly walk up to it and it's like N-n-n-n. actually that's probably the one thing that crisis doesn't hasn't aged quite so well some of the textures aren't quite as detailed as perhaps yep. they they could be mm-hmm. you know compared to modern standards but they're still pretty good
1: that's always one of the strength and source engine originally wasn't it like 10 years ago, yeah, it wasn't
2: massive but with the exception of the physics, it wasn't massively um, a massive leap, I suppose. But it had nice but, texture, but detail. the texture detail for the time was pretty sharp and it supported an isotropic filtering, which was kind of new, which made stuff look sharper at distance, yeah. That stuff's cool, right? Uh, Zachary Burgess, what have you been playing? Well.
0: First of all, we've got to go over the story of when I wasn't playing what I've been playing because I
1: had to say, <laughs> We've got to go over that story. Yeah,
0: I had to send my three years into Nintendo's repair place. Oh yeah, we didn't right. really talk about it, no because that happened after the last podcast. Yeah, do you know where that is? Um, somewhere in England. So, so no. I don't
2: know. Somewhere in the north. <laughs> oh, so I actually went to an English plant. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Because you know when I when I had to get my Xbox fix that went to Germany. Really, I think yeah. so. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So there was the camera.
0: The, well, it, apparently it was only the outer camera, but it was also fucking with the inner camera, where where it just wasn't starting the cameras correctly. And I thought this was going to be like a big problem for them to even diagnose because it was intermittent. It would like only happen if you turn the system off and leave it for some mystery period of time and then turn it on and we just went immediately to the camera thing it would totally work but then if you'd been doing anything else on it for a certain period of time it would mysteriously stop working hmm. and I was like oh no this is going to be a nightmare and they're just going to be like couldn't reproduce this error <laughs> or something apparently they could so it was okay so they fixed it and then they sent it back in like under a week I guess well, It got to a state a where it wasn't
2: intermittent anymore though, was no it, it was even even at
0: the, when I had it here, it's just like you have to if you want to fix
2: it, you had to have turned it off for like an hour or something. oh uh, yeah, I remember you saying it was somehow related to it being off, yeah, it's weird that, yeah, but apparently they fixed it and sent it back,
0: and then I discovered the hilariousness of I've got one single street pass on my d s now from someone who else who the d s was fucked because <laughs> it appeared while it was in the threshold. I street fast if someone else has broken the S. <laughs> awesome. is <laughs> pretty dumb. It wasn't even a... Like, I, I was, initially, I was like, oh, maybe it's an official Nintendo repair guy's <laughs> me or something. Because that would be kind of funny in itself, but unfortunately it wasn't. It was oh, what, some yeah,
2: dude was part of their like, release testing. Oh, we better make sure this bit works. Yeah, exactly. Test the Wi-Fi by turning StreetPass on. But apparently they probably just use someone else's 3DS for that test, if they even test that. Actually, how does that work from a technological standpoint? Because it's like, do the DSs just literally ad hoc Wi-Fi to each other, or is it some other proprietary tech, like a... Don't really know. Like a Bluetooth Nintendo thing. Or... to tell you that kind of detail. No, but... That's working as, out for yourself. Yeah, that just suddenly dawned on me. How does that work?
0: Well, the thing is, it's like... I mean, obviously it does wireless internet or whatever. So it still has that kind of wireless. but uh, don't, And you can't toggle it individually. If you hit the wireless switch on the side, it just turns everything off, which I guess is more like an airplane yeah, mode or
2: something, airplane, yeah. really. So, yeah. Not that that seems to be a problem anymore for some airlines. For yeah. yeah. Or at least they don't make a big deal of it any longer. But they still do when you're sat there or like during takeoff and landing the you know, last time I flew, which was... A while back now, actually, I guess. Thinking about it, but you know, even then, it was, um, yeah, stressing. Make sure all electronic devices are turned off during takeoff and landing. Yeah, like you know, every electronic device, like MP3 players and stuff like that, things that aren't devices that weren't Wi-Fi capable, they'd pull you up on. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's always someone you can see that's got something out with their phone still on. Or I was sat next to a couple once that were just like, you just, just put it in the cover. No one will know. And it's like I'm sat right there and I'm thinking, you know what, I'm I'm dubious about the science of this as well. But, <laughs> but I'm still going to do what they say just in case. I think someone somewhere probably knows better than I do, so I'm not going to think otherwise. Sorry, that just wound me up a little bit. Stupid old couple. Right, not very technologically savvy oh yeah that's why <laughs> yeah. so yeah I got that back I got my
0: one street pass the one no only street pass that I'll probably ever get at this rate god damn it <laughs> despite trying to carry it around in it uh, yeah and then do you reckon people just turn it off rather than leaving it on or? Maybe, or maybe maybe no one has one it's hard mm-hmm. to tell just start holding
2: it up in the air and being like, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> Just go into the middle of the town, middle of town and go straight past me. Probably work
1: on the
0: tube. Well, yeah. Yeah. Probably working anywhere that's a higher population than fucking Ipswich.
2: <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you're commuting more regularly. Yeah. Maybe. But, that, then, but then do people that actually have jobs and commute for that stuff have a 3DS really. well, the other thing is that I'm not i
0: just played Bejeweled I'm still not entirely sure because it's not it's still not very well explained but I'm not actually even sure Street Pass works unless you've got it in standby mode
2: that would make sense well would it it would have s- to be in like oh what you mean as in it has to be in standby not on
0: yeah uh. it has oh, to be it? it has to be turned on and
2: closed
0: in order for StreetPass to actually do oh it. you know that makes sense
2: yep. oh, well, does it's, it right, instead of open open, open. yeah
0: oh Oh, oh, weird. It's not been very clear on that fact.
2: Uh, that would and then, be, and that then would it be, also kind
0: of dumb. It also doesn't help that they have their other system that's like SpotPass, which works differently from StreetPass, and that's not even very well explained. You did try and explain that to me. It's like SpotPass just means it connects to the internet and gets data, <laughs> <laughs> whereas StreetPass is the ds to ds thing.
2: Like, like SpotPass basi- spot is basically went... checking for updates. Mm. <laughs> then you get spot passes for going, hey Nintendo, you got anything for me? Yeah, basically. From a different Wi Fi hub? You don't get or? anything for it. It's just like.
0: It's a, like if you enable it in a game, it's basically how it checks for DLC.
2: Oh, strange. It's a weird. Why well, Yeah, why give it a name like that? like for basically saying check for update. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. It's kind of dumb. <laughs> oh, well, okay. That had me probably confused. Like what the difference was. And as it turns out, it's not what it. Sounds like
0: yeah, and then, yeah, it's not even consistent. I mean, it's like if you're in Fire Emblem and you want to look and you want to check for updates from within Fire Emblem, like if it if it hasn't spot passed because also if you have spot passed turned on, it when it does it. It normally puts a notification on your on your home screen mm. on the notifications list where it's like this game has updated, and then you can just hit a button and launch. Oh, the okay. Game. So it doesn't just update the system; it will update things you have, as yeah, well. oh, things cool. that you've turned it on for in each individual game. But if you want to activate it from within, like Fire Emblem, you go to the wireless menu, and then you go to then you go to like the bonus box, and then you go update now and. It never says anything like Spot I guess it's not a Spot fast at that point because it's a manual update and Spotcast is this thing Always
2: that manual. it does by itself in the background. Spotfast is basically just having Steam on. Yeah, basically. Okay.
0: So yeah, that's still
2: dumb. I suppose that's news as well. Is it? Steam trading cards. Oh, yeah. Which I managed to get into the beta for that this morning. Okay. And I, I have yet to play a game that supports it. Just basically the valve stuff and don't starve weirdly. Um, So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. As far as I can tell, it's entirely pointless. It's like an overgame. Like they were trying to do this before, like during the sales and stuff. And it kind of makes sense during those moments or ARG type stuff to have like kind of weird tie-ins. But now it's like they're making all of Steam gamified. Like you gain experience and Steam levels for having these things. Um, They already put
0: achievements in Steam, you (laughs) know.
2: Just turn it into a little bit of a game. Next, step. it's weird. It's all like, it's true. Like you know, all those achievements are like still kind of dumb. Like recommend a game, write a guide for this game, or um, and now these you can cru- You have to gain these cards, and then once you have an entire set yeah. of which you can only probably gain half of by not through normal play and then you have to somehow trade your other ones from other games to get a set or something. You then craft them into a badge for that game, Once mm-hmm. you have the entire set, which has nothing other than giving your Steam profile experience and your ability to tag your profile with a badge, like a calling card in COD, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's like, when is everyone going to see this shit? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, when it comes out via for a start. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's like, oh, I mean, what's... They'll, they'll
1: probably make the profile...
2: Why do I need card. a calling card or a badge when I can just change my profile picture? <laughs> you know, I don't. I really don't get it. separate from your profile picture. The profile picture is more important because
0: it's an icon that also appears in games and stuff. Whereas, if it was a, It's like even in cards. You're not really seeing the calling card unless you go and look at it. It's mostly just
2: a, calling card a name. The <laughs> calling card appears on screen all the time in cards. Yeah,
0: but it's not like important. It's not for recognition of who's who,
2: it's just like, oh, that oh, well, Yeah, These are his notifications, like, he, this guy got first blood and the calling card will come up. Yeah, This guy killed you and it will show you his calling card. It's not like the actual icon of the player, or the,
1: or the name. I don't know, it goes hand in hand with that stuff, doesn't it? Isn't that the whole thing? It's yeah, like it's- on Xbox Live, you've got not just your profile picture and your name, but that little card that has your achievement score and your rep and all that shit. Yeah, but who looks at like- Although, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of
2: been... They, uh, you know Xbox are kind of moving away from that to, right, a, yeah. to a point I think they'll still keep game score but they'll the rep thing kind of by the, by the wayside now it's because they didn't I'm not sure it exists anymore oh it sort of does yeah it does they still implement it. it well enough it's, well, like, like, it's, it's like a community driven rep system doesn't make a lot of sense because it's just going to be abused yeah exactly they, if they implemented uh, like more systems to it to actually make it so it was more controllable yeah if the game <laughs> felt you were cheating or something or you got banned or you quit games from too much the game should control how that affects your global rep maybe yeah all rep is just stored game by game, and it's up to the game to do it. You know, because that's really what they, they what they tried to do in stuff like StarCraft and Dota and all that. Yeah, it? yeah, game based rep, which which then like if your rep gets too low, then you start getting ranked with people that are only low rep, and yeah. keep keep styles of play together. That makes perfect sense to me.
1: What match griefers with griefers?
2: Yeah, yeah, the classic clan.
0: So anyway. Got 3DS back, and then I got a hold of that Pokemon Mystery Dungeon thing that I've forgotten the name of. Gates to Infinity, I guess yeah. is the subtitle.
2: Don't really care about that a bit. Is that basically a play because it's Infinite Dungeons? Sort of.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gates to Infinity. We made a game that randomly generates, therefore it's infinite. Well, you can
0: also create those dungeons by taking the pictures. <laughs> that gives you more, like... You should uh, take a picture of my microphone. I'm not sure if spheres work as well as flat circles, but we could try it. Ooh. Also, it's reflective, and that might fuck it up you could get a really weird looking level. Or no <laughs> I'm not way. sure it's that direct. Yeah. So yeah, played some of that and it's, I still find it quite hilarious. Although I find it, it's probably like old cynical people <laughs> will will find certain aspects of this weird Pokemon world really weird and weird. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly weird. Is, I just... <laughs> old old cr- Pokemon. Yeah, people values. who know too much and don't just take it at face value of Pokemon. Right, where it's just like there's all these Pokemon in this world, and it's like this advanced Pokemon civilization or whatever. Where I guess they make buildings and things, but well, not that advanced. It's not like computers or <laughs> not technology really, but they they don't have names. I mean, are you you? Say your name to this to your friend, and then you give him a nickname, because you can. And yeah. then when other Pokemon join your team, you can give them nicknames in the Pokemon star, but then you never do because because <laughs> you're not that attached to these other random dudes. But it's like when when all these other Pokemon are talking to each other, they also all only refer to each other by this what I consider their species, I guess. Right. Yeah, exactly. So right. it's like they refer but then there's conversations where you're talking to more than one of the same species and then if you, you can just interpret that in the hilarious way where, like, all Pokemon are super racist. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, here come the Timbers. Because
2: there's two of them. It's right. like, here come the Blacks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah how else would you say it though it's like well, it's like when you are been just like describing oh here come the english It's fine <laughs> well that's
0: that's not what i'm saying it's like the pokemon are all super racist
2: <laughs> uh, here comes the english is kind of fine i suppose it's like oh a, there, there were some french people is fine to say isn't it it's like <laughs> yeah but there's still in some inherent
0: racism to it although later on it does get a little little less it's not racist it's just what they are <laughs> It's yeah, like, that's well, a... here come the men. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that's not sexist. It's were... like, there's, there's a group of men. <laughs> that is sort of sexist. No, <laughs> what? <laughs> <Hey,
3: this laughs> Can that... help
0: me out here? This was, yeah. there's, a, there's a boundary here. Yeah. You're not oh. saying, here come the men in everyday use, the only reason you'd say that is because it has some other connotation well, What about, <laughs> here come the girls? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is that inherently sexist.
1: Here come the dudes, or whatever. I've got to wait for the dudes. To like you if you say, here come
0: some guys, that's got connotation to it, because you're saying, I don't
2: know these people, I don't have any other information apart from here's some dudes. Our guys are so vague. <laughs> the word guys is like incredibly <laughs> vague now that can mean anyone <laughs> well, any okay. number of people that specific any type. a specific word is different <laughs> to find people as own types so, like Pokemon yeah but it gets le-
0: it gets a little less like I don't know a little less you'd have to be acidic to see it but because later on there's a um there's <laughs> a they find, like, a passed out Pokemon, and they were like, oh, we've never seen this this Pokemon before. And then they start to referring to him as the black Pokemon, because he's black. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you didn't That's quite think you know, like that one free, didn't you, know, when
2: you're when, translating this? A, a, when it only becomes an ism, I suppose, or an ist. If- well, he was. Everyone thought he was a bad guy because
0: he'd been lurking suspiciously around the town. It's like, oh, this black man.
2: <laughs> but it becomes an ism or an ist, I guess. You know, <laughs> if uh, if it's used in a derogatory sense, if it's just literally descriptive, <laughs> then that's not yeah, a problem. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's like if they, the people were off- looking on, the, looking down upon the Pichus, It's like these guys have no mental <laughs> capacity. Therefore, we must. Hide them away as a scourge of society. They, well, that, they can only live in Pichu-based ghettos. That could it's easily <laughs> happen in Pokemon. I'm not sure if it has specifically, but
0: it's like, because they're, you know, they're, in, the species of Pokemon
2: have inherent weaknesses or whatever. Well, yeah, presumably they go and do and they, like they'll get, like, jobs in this makeup world that's inherent to their strengths. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, you know, Raichus will be power plant people, <laughs> maybe. But I'm not saying that <laughs> they do it necessarily. I'm saying that
0: if you're a cynical old person you can interpret it that way and it's hilariously dumb <laughs> I... to, to think that these Pokemon are actually totally super racist
2: but it... all the time I I would agree that it is an incredibly dumb concept yeah. to think of it that way. funny.
0: It is kind
2: of <laughs> it is kind, kind of, of funny me. to imagine a racist Pokemon world. I just I don't think, think this racist. is one of those.
0: Well I think it is though. I think <laughs> I think that's the problem with like imparting these human concepts onto Pokemon, is that it
2: doesn't make any fucking sense. Well and I, I, I don't know, if there was like a <laughs> conversation that sort of similar like, oh it's a uh, you can't you can't invite te pigs to your party they're just gonna eat all the food and shit on the couch i don't know <laughs> well there, is, there <laughs> That'd be funny
0: okay there's a, there's a pokemon <laughs> that might be racist there's a pokemon Today. a really bad pokemon Speciesist? from like diamond or Sil- uh, No, not silver uh, diamond or pearl or whatever there's a really bad pokemon that's just a fucking living bag of rubbish and I mean that very literally like it's a literal plastic bag with eyes on it and then like it leaks rubbish that forms
2: arms or some shit so anyway oh man they're being so specist right now it's what? like calling it a bag of rubbish but honestly it's
0: like it's a literal bag of rubbish and then it, it's personality is like it has really bad gas all the time and it's like well yes I mean
2: obviously but I mean come on it's like wheezing it's like you wouldn't say dude deodorant <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's i mean for a start why does that pokemon exist
1: yes like, why that's not cute that's not kawaii
0: well no not that i mean why does a rubbish bag exist in a world where there's no humans <laughs> the only reason that pokemon <laughs> exists in the pokemon world in the pokemon <laughs> games before that is because it's an evolutionary response like all the oh, pokemon are
1: like pokeballs or whatever all right in order to <laughs> escape detection
0: yeah it's like come on come <laughs> on fuck why did you choose that one I and mean, it's a really bad Pokemon anyway so fuck it that shouldn't have been in the game what's it called Trubbish Trubbish <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was also where they got lazy with names well, do, you, do you not think that that's the Pokeballs were modeled after electrodes and not the other way around it's hard to say I mean, they weren't very it was specific. never defined was it so, well they weren't specific about it didn't yeah, they? the ball just might have been a convenient mechanism for storing Pokemon and they just thought oh, hey you know what a it Pokemon looks like that looks this a, other ball <laughs> looks like a Pokemon looks... that's exactly the same yeah so we'll colour it like that I guess there are Pokéballs that are
1: that color, so maybe. Pokeball is the most mysterious technology. Yeah, basically. it's like so advanced and crazy that yep. you can like target things and like. There's no
0: Pokeballs in this world yet. I wonder what would happen if there was one. Why, why don't they
2: make Pokeballs that contain like your lunch? Like you open the exactly. and the sandwich comes out. <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> maybe it only works on living things, which would be a whole other win. Fubble. So that you could, you could <laughs> you take live ingredients. And you yeah, exactly. kill it at the moment it comes out. <laughs> like, lobsters or something. Yeah, yeah. Ah, my lobster. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the
2: it's freshest form
0: of food transport.
2: Yeah, it? I mean, you would well, have. Well, it depends, to have, depends on what the technology is.
0: is, like, where it, does time pass inside a paywall? wall? Does it go stale if it does oh, it age? That'd be even
1: better if it didn't. Stasis. I mean, imagine how much easier it would be to transport Pokeballs than, like, cattle. And why can't you just, <laughs> you just each, each cow would be this big. You could just, you could just stack what, them or,
2: up. Or why couldn't you put people in them? Like, we're well, going on like a long trip. It's like, I can save my years. Or <laughs> space. You, can, you can yeah, trap yeah. people in Pokemon Like, every transport
0: so. would be immediate, because okay. you'd just be stasis. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Although, well, apparently, when people die, they sometimes turn into Pokemon ghosts, so, you know, what What the fuck? Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can keep them in. Yeah, ghosts. exactly. Actually, there's one of those in this game as well. There's a Pokemon... Actually, oh, I guess- One
2: of the ghost Pokemon, I mean, that's like...
0: Well, it's, it's a ghost Pokemon where it's basically an Egyptian-styled sarcophagus with ghost arms coming out of it. And it's like, <laughs> so why does that exist? In a world with no humans. Or, I mean, I guess Egypt doesn't really technically exist in the Pokemon universe. <laughs> so, why does that exist in the first place? <laughs> Sandy designs.
1: Well, Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan are kind of based on uh, real people. Yeah, I guess. Sort of. Sort of. have <laughs> them yet.
0: Yeah. I don't think they're in. Although, I, I, I went and looked at. I guess there's no Pokédex, I mean, obviously, because Pokédexes don't exist, but there is a list of all the... Po- uh, a list that would theoretically show you all the Pokémon you can recruit, and that's like 168 odd Right. from obviously not the original 150 or anything. They had to pick ones that fit into a nice small-ish area to make
2: it scale, right? Right. Oh, it's <laughs> none of the legendaries, you mean? No, no, probably
1: not. There's no charizards or
3: anything.
0: Well, maybe, but they'll probably be misscaled. Right. It's like, I'm fairly sure, because, the you know, you get... You get the starter Pokemon from whatever generation that was as Most your generation. team members. No, Charizard. No, the the uh, oh ones in this game. To goal? Goal? yeah, the ones about scale in and all that it must have been. No, that must no, have been no. Diamond and Pearl. I think. Yeah, it was Diamond okay. and Pearl. Yeah, but yeah, they evolve pretty big, and they're going to evolve. Yeah, but they'll they'll obviously be scaled. somewhat scaled. And that's just weird in itself. Evolution. I wonder how that's going to be handled. Cause it's like you're freaking talking to Tepig, and then at some point it's going to evolve, and then does its personality change? I mean,
3: okay.
0: Because <laughs> there's clearly different. There's clearly you already see different Pokemon that are evolutions of
2: each other, and they clearly have different personalities based on their evolution. It's like <laughs> it's just going to get really weird. That could be an interesting. Like if you were going to go deep on this, you could have a really interesting narrative about how people's personalities change, like against their will when they evolve, yeah. and like how the how the um the group has to deal with that.
0: It could be going that way. I mean, the whole, the other thing, the the, The emotional tale. Everything about this game is kind of strange in that it's like, well, firstly, it's actually surprisingly complicated in terms of like, not so much, I don't know if it's going to be that complicated in terms of like, the exploring the dungeons and the fighting bit, but there's a lot of like, extraneous mechanics to it where like, you're building your village and you're upgrading the buildings and they can give you different resources and, Upgrades give you different rewards. And then you're doing quests, and the quests give you loot, and then you can combine the loot to build other things. And you have all your item lists, and that's actually, like, quite a, even more so than Pokemon already had items. It's, like, quite an extensive list of things you can carry around or alter your encounters, and you can use it on enemies, and enemies can steal it off you. It's a bastard. <laughs> but, but apart from the mechanic complication, like, even the... It's a weirdly dense sort of... St- not, I don't know, it's sort of... I find, found it weird that it was almost sort of dark <laughs> in its storyline. Like, literally the first thing that happens is you, you buy this plot of land and you're like, oh, shit, we need to build a house. So you go to this carpenter, Pokemon, <laughs> carpenter, and um, so, you talk, <laughs> yeah, <carpet mom. laughs> so you talk... Yeah, So you talk to him and he's like, oh, <laughs> I, d- I don't want cash, I want these <laughs> gems or whatever. Jesus, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have to go and find these gems. You can find these gems. You come back to town. And then, like, a thief pickpockets you and steals them. And it turns out the, the carpenter dude was running a racket where he was just tricking people into getting these gems. And then this thief guy
2: was jacking them for him. And then he was like. So, it's like crime <laughs> in Pokemon? Pokey crime. <laughs> what is it? And Team Rocket weren't exactly. Well, they're not in the world. world are they? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, it's like Pokemon the- have. From the first games you know when you say crime in Pokemon you were just like well I don't know but I mean that's
0: that's more I think in the in the, uh, in the actual Pokemon games it's sort of like generic evildoers mm. <laughs> I don't think they they just want to take over the world
1: well then was <laughs> the like team <laughs> they don't have team. extortion or whatever the team jet or whatever it was where they what was the one where they actually were like? Well, Pokemon are like being enslaved, and we should probably stop that. Oh yeah, animal <laughs> they're, like rights. animal rights guys. Yeah, that's the
0: not evil. <laughs> well, no, but that's a very specific case. Yeah, it
1: and also be, they, they
0: did actually—they cool did still have an evil plan, even though right they were under the flag of this good plan. Right. Okay.
2: And they're Like free the Pokemon, but then do this other thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's better to have dead Pokemon than enslaved Pokemon.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, so this whole world is kind of weird in that, like, it seems kind
0: of more realistically bad than the normal Pokemon games. It's like this this mysteriously cheesy world can actually have these oddly dark topics, and the, like the whole reason that this guy was running this extortion ring is because he got injured and then he couldn't perform his carpentry any longer, so he got depressed. <laughs> It's, like, it's a fucking Pokemon! Yeah,
2: this is awesome. I'm liking it. So where's the racism coming in? <laughs> well, I mean, you know. The fact that there's the... You're going to head to, like, some kind of, like, like town with segregated bathrooms. <laughs> it's like, oh, the, the presumably that has to exist anyway. Doesn't yeah. that, like, or or that it's just a hole. Well, that's Pokemon don't shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> shit lightning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every time they use a move, <laughs> get it out of there. Is there. Is there a Pokemon based on masonry? Because then he could actually ship bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's a Pokemon based on
0: masonry. There might be. It might sounds like something. Almost certainly, there. there's
1: a wall Pokemon as I'm going.
0: <laughs> Can't think of anything that specific. Of like a
2: bri- there's like so cogs. This, I'm just trying <laughs> to like in this world where Pokemon can talk with the tree Pokemon, literally get wood. And, yeah, there Hasn't
0: been any breeding yet. Yeah? I wonder if that will get covered. Pokemon breeding. Is there going to be any like is there, like dinners? eggs
2: or whatever? Would like Oh, can you imagine like what's what's that? It, is, what's the the baby form of Charizard called? Like Charmander. Charmander. Yeah. Like you, you know, Charmander could have really romantic d- dinners, couldn't he? It? Because like <laughs> it's a just, candlelit tail. Yeah, he just puts his tail like through a hole. <laughs> <laughs> <a picnic> <laughs> oh, Charmander, you dog! <laughs> So yeah. And
0: it's a ridiculous world, surprisingly deep in its story and in its gameplay, I guess. And actually it's like the actual battling part where you're moving around the dungeons or and whatever. Even that is like they added more mechanics to that, even beyond what it initially appears. Because you have your like your four moves attached to each Pokemon and to you, who are a Pokemon, obviously. And the, and also I'm now mentioning that you're also going to evolve at some point which is a oh. whole other weird like storyline issue of you're a human that got turned into Pokemon but then you can still evolve because yep. I mean what? <laughs> what are you then? You, check, get yeah, the you you choose one of the what five What are you Zach? I am Snivy the uh, grass snake Pokemon Snivy and Tevi is my teammate obviously <laughs> hmm. Fuck Pichu <laughs> <laughs> Pichu? Is no Pikachu All oh, right. That one well, well, that's weird in itself because I guess that is an evolved form and there are PGs in the game. It's not an evolved form in the original game, only later. Yeah, but it is now. Yeah, it is now.
2: We so, need to wrap it up. Oh.
0: Less than 60 seconds. But there was the mechanics thing. Your moves can level up, basically. 60 seconds of me? Oh. Oh, Rob Cartman. Oh, Rob Cartman. Sorry,
2: Great. I, I, I missed you. I thought it was approaching <laughs> the end of the, the two minute left. Two minutes! Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so your moves can level up as you use them. Right,
1: separate so, from you.
0: Yeah, separate from you. And like the leveling up of the moves is shared between all, all the Pokemon in your team. So if you have a move that's really common, it levels up fast and gets better. So it's like they've added all these other mechanics on top of the already Pokemon mechanic. I guess they have simplified it in some ways, because like now you only have four stats. Mm-hmm. Where it's like only attack, and defense, special attack, and special defense. You don't have any of the other crap. Well, I guess there wasn't really any other sets, was
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, there was speed, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Romance. <laughs> Romance. Racism. Racism, Yeah, <laughs> Never love your racism. So, um, yeah. That is indeed it for this week. Yeah, we'll probably come back to that because I'm going to play it some more, I more suppose. More mystery dungeons. Take some more photos of
1: circular objects. More <laughs> tea-based dungeons that kick your ass. Yeah, fucking and, tea. Yeah. That cover tea was murderous. So, is E3 in... <laughs> In, in two weeks' time we'll E3 have gone.
2: Something like two and a bit weeks.
1: So oh, right, it's gonna okay. be after that, So bro. so join us next time for um Xbox Next, whatever the fuck it's called, yeah. Infinity News and Durango. Uh, Durango News. And uh yeah, more of um Games. All the game stuff, including what? random 3DS shit. More games okay. and more us. Indeed. <laughs> and maybe we'll restructure the podcast the next time. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I am altering the podcast, pray I do not alter it any further. Nope. No guys. <laughs> okay, no dice. <laughs> okay then Darth. no bother. Right. See you then guys.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.